0: Well hello everybody and welcome to episode 245 of we podcast now we know things where we recap all of the week's nerdy news my name is Greg Hall and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business Sam Matoro rain rain please go the fuck away uh yeah so you might hear I, I mean I hear it I'm a little echoey um sorry if I come in a little hollow or echoey tonight I had to move my recording space because my normal studio where i record is flooded that's what sam was alluding to so now i'm recording in my dining room with poor acoustics no soundproofing and a cat two cats that are eating and playing with the blinds behind me so i apologize in advance for my audio quality plus i'm i have to talk a little more quietly because i'm in the dining room not in downstairs so it's i apologize everybody
1: yeah. And I, I don't think I've ever seen so much rain come down goddamn so freaking fast. I mean, if I wasn't me, and my neighbor were outside. If we weren't outside, our basements probably would have been flooded too. It just right. came down so fast.
0: Yeah. Apparently the most rain our area has gotten in over a hundred years. And of course uh, I forgot to put up my water dams and uh, well, no, they were up. They just like fell over. I but was gonna
1: say yeah, they just that that water just ran right it, through that it, little dam. It just
0: it went right through it anyway. Like I went outside and I was in a puddle up to my shins. I was like, okay, my six inch water dam would have done nothing because this is at least eight to ten inches of water. And then I go downstairs in my basement, and my basement is puddles. So uh, that was exciting to go down to. And now I'm still trying to dry that out. It smells like moldy cat. It smells like if your cat. Was outside in the rainstorm and rolling in puddles, oh, and then no. came inside and like shook itself off. That's what my whole house smells like. So it's amazing. It's yeah. just so. I'm amazing. sorry to hear, brother. Ah, fuck it, my life. But you know what? <laughs> but you know what? Outside of that, this has been one of the best weeks and I've had in a long time. So I
1: love to hear that. Yeah. So even
0: that. even with that like literal catastrophe where we literally opened an insurance claim, that's how bad it was. Um, And now I'm doing my show in my disgustingly hot dining room with horrible sound quality. Um, I'll try to fix as much as I can in post, but it's just... Nothing's going to stop me, and I'll get into that. I'll get into why I actually had a good week because Sam doesn't know. I
1: have no no idea. That's why I was like, I'm excited. I was like, I wonder if he's going to share because I I don't know.
0: I'll share. I'll share. I'll feed you, baby birds. But let's let's talk about (laughs) what we're going to talk about tonight. So we do have our picks of the week. We've been looking forward to this episode for a long time for a multitude of reasons. A lot of stars aligned for us this week that these things just happen to be done or happening all at the same time, and we get to talk about them in one giant episode. So. Strap in, it's it's going to be a long one. We have our picks of the week. We have, but I'm so excited. Say, to talk we say about it's it.
1: a long one right now. It's so like,
0: oh, it's over an hour and two minutes. <laughs> so let's just say it's it's a jam packed one. It might not be the longest yeah. episode ever, but the stories are awesome. So we have trivia eight for me, six and a half for Sam. In movies, only two stories, and one of them's impressions, and one of them's just a quick review. The impressions are going to be Black Widow, and again, I apologize. My cats are now meeping, so sorry if you can hear all that. Black Widow, spoiler free impressions we both saw it i saw it on disney plus sam on theaters um so we have complete impressions there we won't give away any spoilers then space jam a new legacy is coming out today so the time you're listening to this it's already out and so you can uh watch that now for free on hbo max for a month so the reviews are out for that now when we get to tv and gaming or when the stories are going to pick up we have our loki impressions this is what i love about the new wednesday drop day For Disney Pluses. We could talk about it hot off the presses. We're gonna give our impressions of Loki the whole series, but spoilerific. So you've been warned now there will be time codes soon. And and
1: we'll probably say it again just to be safe.
0: Yeah, and we'll give you time codes so you can skip the discussion if you have not seen the finale of Loki, but we're gonna be spoiling the whole series, top to bottom, left to right, and sideways, and we'll give our impressions of that. Uh, We have a release date for The Witcher 2 on Netflix. We have the episode count for Peacemaker. We got a second Titans trailer for Season 3. John Lithgow himself clarified what his role will be in the Dexter reboot. Uh, The Last of Us has new signings. So like tons tons of news there in TV. But when we get to games, I'm like a kid in a candy store this week when I get to games because we got some news on the Switch OLED. We have a brand new Switch competitor kind of has been announced. We have the review for Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Uh, If you've ever wanted Super Smash Brothers, but with Nickelodeon characters, stick around for the gaming section. You're going to want to talk about that. Pokemon Unite got a release date. Some other things have been delayed uh, so a lot of crazy stuff there and then we even have an other section tonight we're going to talk about netflix and the gaming division we'll talk what that looks like Uh, psa well really collectors inc or collectors org whatever it is they have made a big purchase in the uh grading and collecting world so sam especially i'm sure has some thoughts about that we have our top three in this space and if you think it's going to be around gaming and game grading you are absolutely wrong it's going to be on french fries
1: yeah you made a little post i believe on facebook and instagram and i was like yeah this is it
0: Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about our top three favorite dipping sauces for french fries specifically though like not for burgers not for nug nugs but for french fries specifically and that's going to be fun we've done our top three french fries already so now we get to talk about the sauces we enjoy dipping them in and as a matter of fact we got a couple of listener top threes as well that chimed in. And I was like, just give us your top three, man. We'll read it. Happy to, to promote some friends who, who have some podcasts that we'll talk about because we're not a podcast that gate keeps other podcasts. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's right. I'm talking about you. Uh, oh, <laughs> in, in music, it's been like six years uh, in music, a band that we interviewed right before, literally right before the pandemic. I think the night we interviewed him is when the NBA shut down. Um, <laughs> they released a new single, one of my favorite bands, so I'm excited to talk about that. And then Sam has a prime PSA spotlight before he gets back on that wada train. But before we get into all that, I do want to talk to you about why this has been such a good week. Sam, do you have your cell phone on you? I do. Cool. Um, so again, like shit ton of rain flooding in the basement. The studio's fucked. I can't go down there for a while. My ch- couches are upside down. My Carpet's trying to dry out. I've rotated fifteen towels for four days straight, just trying to dry it out, and it smells like horrible wet cat and all that stuff. I haven't been able to play PlayStation Five, none of that, but or watch TV on like a good television. Uh, but other than that, listen, we had a couple baby appointments this week. Baby's healthy, happy there. You know that's a month away, so it's wild to think that. And then um, I have an idea. Oh, no. I mean, my friend, <laughs> whatever you think it is, there's more. So I just sent Sam a text when he opens it.
1: Of course. And he ordered Nintendo Switch OLED in white. I got one of the pre-orders, brother. With the white coin. Oh, because I know not a lot of people got it.
0: No, dude, these uh, these went faster than uh, you can seen get them Bolt Runs a Race Best Buy um best best buy has a really good a really really good way to to prevent bots and i really appreciate it like with bots they're sent in they just hit add to cart and you can buy it and then boom 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 what what best buy does is you hit add to cart and then it takes you to a second screen where it says just wait we're actually going to make you click add to cart again after a certain amount of time passes and if you click it again then we know you're human and you can get in so I click pre-order. It gives me that waiting signal of like, please wait, please wait. And then while I'm waiting for it on my computer, I go on my phone and my iPad. I click pre-order to just whichever one turns yellow first. And I'm just like literally like side to side, like a cat out a window, just looking back and forth like it's watching Wimbledon. And I'm just like, which one's going to go? Which one's going to go? And luckily, my computer turns yellow. I click that as fast as humanly possible, and I was able to get one. So I have a, a white Nintendo Switch OLED um but the day is not done and that was today the day is not done but sam
1: he said i just sent you another image oh you he said i splurged and <laughs> i got myself a microsoft xbox series s the 512 gigabyte all digital console
0: which was cheaper one. which was cheaper than the switch <laughs>
1: Uh, yes it was fifty dollars cheaper fifty
0: dollars cheaper than the switch but in one day today the 15th of july i was able to pick up a switch oled and an and a series s within an hour of each other which was all in the same hour so it was like wild from three to four
1: you were due for some some good luck huh
0: yeah so i finally i'm gonna get the game pass when i go pick up the console and then when the switch comes out it comes out with metroid dread so i'll play the shit out of that but that that's good and Another piece of it was I got super duper inspired to stop eating like shit. and I'm like one of those dudes who when I get on a track, I stay on that track for a while. But the second I get off of it, I'm off of it. So I told myself like this is a good mindset to be in, but it's not going to happen. Like I'm not going to do right by my body until at least his baby <laughs> comes because it's just too hard right now. I'm so to yeah.
1: do right by my body.
0: <laughs> so no, I'm making excuses and I admit to that, but it was just a very nice week. I had a really good work week too. So like outside of personal, like professional, I had a really good week at work. So, and, uh, we got asked to review a record that I would have reviewed anyway. And so now I got a free advance copy. So it's like, this it is just a good week. Just besides
1: uh, the damn rain. I learned that it's been a good week.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I love the rain and we watched it at the door. I just didn't know it was coming in the back door at the same time. <laughs> so, yeah, you always
1: got to watch that back door, brother.
0: I was like, I got the dams. I'm fine. Ashley texted me. She said, Hey, uh, do you want to check the basement? I said, <laughs> I actually sent her that meme with the dude who's like, taps his head and he's like, I got you. And I was like, Yeah, we're fine. And then I was like, You know what? Let me go downstairs. And you go, wow, <laughs> like, splash, splash. I was like, Oh, but you know what? You take what you can get, and homeowning sucks. But uh, <laughs> I loved it. But I, that was my week. It's been a really good week, and I'm just thankful to, to be here. And I'm really happy to be doing this episode. I got a lot of things to talk about with Black Widow and Loki. So I want to get to that. So before we do, let's start where we customarily do, Sam. Let's start with our picks of the week.
1: And my pick of the week this week, it's, it's more like, you know, don't always listen to the critics. Kind of go for yourself. I saw Dynasty Warriors on Netflix. Hmm. But my, my caveat with this one if you you really had to play the games, I feel like to really like, like this movie, because, you know, you know, this type of movie that it was, this movie was filmed kind of like all over. I know it took like basically over a year shooting wise. An actor got hurt in an eye and he, in New Zealand, he came back and it was like, they delayed it for like eight months, but came back and finished it with his eye all messed up, but he still did it. But, Again, if you know the game what Dynasty Warriors about, obviously it's different kingdoms and they're taking over and you're and you're fighting like it's not like you're just surrounded by enemies. You don't even see anything. You're just in a swarm of enemies and you're just swinging, slashing, doing special moves. So obviously doing a movie about this game series, there's going to be some CGI. Some of it looks cool. Some of it looks not that great. But I don't know. I, I look past it. As soon as I saw Lubu, I saw his two giant feathers. If you don't know, don't know who Lubo is in the game, he was like the big boss. He was strong as shit. Took forever to kill. Once I saw him, I was in. Cow Cow was in at Lube. Bay. All the guys that when I played Dynasty Warriors back in the day with, with all the gallons, Pat, you know, Jim and Ryan. Um, I, I'm probably, just watching this is probably going to make me pick up Dynasty Warriors 10 whenever that comes out for PS5. But I, I just ha- had fun with this, Just seeing it's kind of some crazy action. I knew what I was getting into. I watched it in can- Cantonese and English subtitles, but it is dubbed. But I, I just wanted to see. I don't know. I, I, I don't mind subtitles. Like, again, I'm fine with it. But if you don't, you can see it in in, in English. It, it, it's dubbed. Um, I know Netflix paid out for this movie. They paid Netflix purchased the films with a record breaking eight figure price for this Chinese language film, and it was released on July 1st on Netflix. That's so awesome. they they dumped a lot of money. Um, it ended open-ended, of course, Dynasty Warriors. I mean, they're on their 10th game. Of course, they would love a sequel. Um, Plus the side
0: games and like the couple Switch exclusives and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, and again, it was, it was a huge ensemble cast. So I, I, I know this was a pretty expensive film. So if if it gets the ratings, I'm sure Netflix would put more money into it. I'm down. Again, this is a caveat. I feel like only see this if you played the Dynasty Warriors games. If you did, you'll I think you'll... Have, have have a good laugh. You'll see some good action, and you get to see Lubu
0: kick some ass. Yo, man my uh, my pick of the week is not Apple TV Plus again. Um, it will be soon. Ted Lasso's next week, but um, yeah, I'm I'm sure you're going to be. I you know, bro. bro I just phrases. got a I just got a text from um, from our boy Jim Jim Nuge. Yeah, uh, Jim Nugebauer, who is a listener to the pod. He was on the pod while you were gone. We Pokemon and we know things funny episode. I love that one. Uh, but he just texted me and he said, yo, by the way, Apple TV Plus, the morning show and Ted Lasso are fucking fire. Sorry. At, sorry at yelling you about it before <laughs> because I just keep talking about it. And uh, and he just was like, dude, it's not that good. We had a little Twitter thing about it's it fun. He said, this is the best TV I've watched in 2021. And it's not even close. So just shout out to people that are finally listening to me preach from the rooftops about <laughs> Apple TV+. Plus. So I said, you have to watch For All Mankind and trying. And he said, we'll do. So shout out to Jim. Thank you so much for checking Jim's in. Man. Yeah, he is. He sure is. Um, my pick of the week is actually Netflix. And <clears throat> it's it's rare when a show in its final season delivers – Uh, And this is what this show did, and I'm so, so happy it stuck. It wasn't the greatest ending ever. I don't know how I could have ended it better, so I'll consider it a success. And it gave me the ending I wanted to see. I actually, like what I was rooting for to happen, happened. So I'm actually really satisfied, and that's atypical. Uh, I've talked about this show a billion times, um, a billion and one now. And this was one of the top two or three shows I had recommended in my solo episode a month or two ago when I had the 10 shows you must watch and it's a Netflix original. It is now four seasons. The fourth season dropped last week and it was actually a week ago today. And so of course I binged it in two days uh, all by my lonesome. Um, And it's just, it was so, so good. It was so, it was probably the funniest season of the four, but it told a really good story for a final season that didn't go too off the rails. And I will say some of the loose ends were tied a little funky I get that, but the two big things I wanted to happen happened. The person, the the people who I wanted to end up together, did, and it just it was magical. So for a show to go out on such a high note and to go out well and to not fall off a sinking ship like Dexter or Game or to some folks The Sopranos, although you and I like it, is really satisfying. So uh, I've again talked it off the rooftops. Atypical. it's about a kid who's 17 18 years old he's on the spectrum um, with autism and how does he navigate life and then they tell a really good story about his sister and her finding herself in high school and what that's like and the parents have their own drama and you find out a lot about the dad who's michael rosenbaum um oh that's my boy yeah so and the the mom in the show is the is he in the whole show or just the fourth season He's in – there. everybody's in everything. Like there's almost – there's only like one or two characters that are only in it for a little bit. It's just a really good solid cast the whole way through. And uh, the mom in the show is the sister from Weeds. Nancy's sister. Did you ever watch Weeds? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah, the sister. I think her name is Jill in the show. I'm not 100% sure. But you would – I think she's in other stuff. You'd know her. Um, But just a really, really solid – cast, super funny show, super heartwarming. It's not like a high school thing. It's not a Degrassi thing. It's actually a good legitimate show. It just happens to take place around a family with two kids that are high school and college age. And I just, I loved it. I can't talk enough about it. It's super good. Um, there are a couple people out there that have reached out to me on Twitter and IG saying, yo, I listened to that episode. I followed your lead and they're all really good. One person specifically is, is talking highly about atypical. So just super good. Uh, can't recommend enough. Season four is out now, so it's done. All four seasons available on Netflix. Check it out. So if you have Netflix, you can hit both of our picks of the week pretty quick. My show is a half hour, so you can binge. Very, very bingeable show. So there's our picks of the week. The Dynastor- Dynasty Warriors film and Atypical, specifically for me, season four. Let's get into trivia, Sam. Eight for me, six and a half for you. I'm going to give you the question. Yeah, I, I, need, I need something here. If you're a Tom Hiddleston fan or an oh, Owen or an done. Owen Wilson fan, done. You, you might be able to get this. Besides Loki, what other time travel-esque film did Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson star in together?
1: I know it. I know it, and I know who directed it. He's the creep. It, uh <laughs> I, I know it. I, like I, he's a creepy dude, better, or he, or he directed the movie. Yeah, he's. I think Hiddleston plays uh, a painter. Um, Midnight in Paris.
0: Yes, <clears throat> that's great.
1: I, I own it on Blu-ray. It's actually fantastic. But you know what? Screw it. That's my pick of the week. Midnight in Paris. <laughs> Mike, Michael Sheen. It's it's a fantastic movie. See, uh, Rachel McAdams is in it. Yeah. 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 See, now it's all come back to me. All right. God knows I needed that point. All right. Here we go. What Vin Diesel film was sued for its original title, Diablo, by Blizzard Entertainment, who already had a game by the same name?
0: Uh, I
1: What? What <laughs> Ven Diesel film yeah. was sued for its original title, Diablo, by Blizzard Entertainment, who already had a game by the same name? So what movie? Oh,
0: gotcha, gotcha. So the name of the movie was yeah. Diablo, and then they got sued. And they had by... to change the name. Okay, got it. By Blizzard. Um, uh, I'm assuming this is an older film, probably like early 2000s. So, give me a hint or give me the answers. I mean.
1: <laughs> not a I hint. Like, give, a hint me, give me, me the answers, and I'll just
0: answer. What do you want? I'll just pick the movie that's closest to like 2000.
1: Okay, you have A, A Man Apart, B, Babylon AD, C, mm. Pitch Black,
0: D, mm. Boiler Room. All right. So, which one of those could have been called Diablo? Definitely not Pitch Black. The boiler room's a good one because its boiler room is like a hot thing. So in between that and a man apart, um, boiler room sounds like it's too obvious. What is it? Eight to seven and a half here now.
1: It is eight, eight to, to seven, seven and a half. Yep.
0: All right, I'll go boiler room. I'll I'll, I'll fall for it. It's probably a man apart.
1: I'll Correct. Or you're incorrect. It is a man apart.
0: <laughs> You hey, hey, hey. talk
1: yourself out of it. Every, no, I never every talked time. myself
0: into a man apart. I went with boiler room the whole time. I just <laughs> but
1: but you were like, ah, it's too obvious. I, I was
0: non-committal.
1: Oh oh, you were like, right. oh, oh, he got it. Okay, <laughs> I Perfect. was
0: non-committal. <clears throat> I don't know. I didn't know the answer. It would have been a wild guess. I don't like that. I like when I like have an idea. Yeah. You know, so I feel like I'm not just grasping at straws. All right, so it's eight for me, seven and a half for you in our race to 11, win by two. It's 20 minutes into the show, and we're just now going to start talking about it. We have our spoiler-free, again, spoiler-free impressions of Black Widow. We both saw it. Did you see it just one time or a couple?
1: No, just one time. I, you know, Just one time in theaters, first yeah. time since Sonic.
0: Good. That's the beauty. In, of- me and Neil Mon- that's the beauty of Disney Plus. Is I can watch it a couple times. I didn't, but I could. Yeah, um, and I did watch. Admittedly, I did watch both of Ryan Airy's Screen Crush videos on it. So, uh, you know, some of my opinions are I agree with them, but I didn't think of them. Um, but I'll open it up to you first. What What'd you think?
1: Uh, right, just right off the gate, I enjoyed the film. Um, I, I think it was, you know, it was almost a similar copy of Winter Soldier. Um, mm. I, first time I'm hearing it. Well, what do you think? The big ship fell down. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, don't remember I, no spoilers. No, that's all I'm going to say. That's the only mid, mid little thing you have that or something else happens. That was kind of, you know, really important
0: in winter soldier. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of like born movie comps. Here.
1: I, I, I don't know. I felt they did. They played this one safe. What, what a good move. They, they didn't have to take, you know, take a risk or anything. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, there were there were some things I obviously I didn't like. It definitely wasn't a perfect film. But, you know, again, we still should have had this film 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. of course, she, she was fantastic. The cast was was really good. And you know, just just some nitpicks. How about yourself?
0: Um, I neither like like I neither loved it nor hated it. I just thought it was fine.
1: I mean, it, it, to, uh, my bar for Marvel is you just have to be better than Captain Marvel. That's the bar. Well, then and, this movie and, succeeds and, if that's your bar. So, and, and people say, oh, you're, you're sexist. I say, like, okay, I'll put Captain Marvel and Iron Man 3. That's the Marvel bar
0: you have. But to Iron Man 3 has Gwyneth Paltrow, you sexist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, every movie's not, you know, but you guys No, no, no,
0: no, no. I could probably think of an all-male movie. Where is it? No, nope. I was going to say Sandlot, but then you got Wendy Peppercorn. Again,
1: you know, shit, even, even in Magic Mike, I'm sure there was a chick that they <laughs> Olivia, were. After, Olivia,
0: huh? Olivia Munn was in that movie. There you go. Um, but, again, I, th- I neither loved it nor hated it. I just thought it was okay. And it was – you know what it was for me, Sam? It was a nice return to Marvel movies. It, it was so, good to be back, huh? Yeah, because uh, – uh, it, Because it – was- I- it I was told my you,
1: welcoming back to the movies for me. It was like,
0: yeah, you know, and that's what I don't, screen, I don't want. I don't want that to influence your appreciation or love for the film just because it's been a while. You know what I mean? I yeah. I wanted the film to be, you know, I guess judged on the merits of the movie. No, and,
1: and, and the things I, I would want to say, obviously, <laughs> I can't because that would yes. be, you know,
0: spoilers. We'll do spoilers next week to give people a chance. But I just, I, I neither loved nor hated it. But what I, well, I guess, what I liked, I liked, and when I didn't like, <clears throat> basically, Taskmaster um and and kind yeah, of that's, not,
1: that's one of my I'll just, I'll just say that was one of my gripes. And <clears> another I,
0: subplot that I didn't I was
1: so close to calling it correct. I yeah. was off I'll, I'll tell you off who I thought it was.
0: Yeah, and and I, there was just again there I'm to not nitpick this movie because I just no offense I don't think it's important enough for me to sit there and nitpick it with a pen and paper like I used to for Game of Thrones and Endgame and stuff like that because this is a movie. I told Ashley I said you should watch this. Um and I don't have to see it with you because I'm cool if I never see it again. But yeah. what I, you know, but what I'll say is it, I've told you a bunch recently how I'm kind of in a superhero fatigue and specifically Marvel and, um, this movie wasn't, it was and wasn't like a copy paste Marvel movie. I I did get a little bit more of a born or at least just like an action-y, adventure type. Deal. it was just Winter
1: Soldier. I, 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 yeah, I can so see. When you, that. So when you say copy and paste, it's like well. I- I don't know if I would copy and paste is the right word, but it's for close. for it's close. for
0: for the first solo film of new characters, like that's where I could see a copy paste thing coming because like a lot of the origin stories or like characters' first movies are the same beats. This one was a little different because obviously it's a pre-established character with a yeah who's already dead. Um So like, that's it. uh, for Endgame. Who gives a shit? <laughs> but like, what? Here is what I loved about the movie: the first ten minutes. And the end credit scene, I loved them. Man, I thought it, that it actually I, I very well.
1: It was, i remember Neil said, "What do you think the end credit scene?" I was like, "Ah, oh, well, I said it was going to be such and such, and it was nail in the head."
0: Yeah, so, of course, dude. That was I mean, that was no. a million miles away. We could catch that. And it's cool because Man. if you've been watching, again, no spoilers, but if you've been watching yeah, the as, as MCU. As long as, pay,
1: as long as you paid attention, you know what's coming next.
0: But if you've watched the MCU shows, the person that shows up in the end credit scene, you'll know, which is really yeah. cool. This was supposed to be their introduction, but it, their introduction was actually in the MCU shows. And now they're in this film. And so that's actually a pretty cool thing. I was like, oh, okay. I know that person. That's great. And, and like, it, it was totally predictable. You know, the picture that they were going to pull and you know exactly what that person is going to do. And uh, it's, you know, exactly what show in, in the future MCU it's going to set up, which is, which is all fine. Um, but I, you know, I really did like the first 10 minutes. I think the most when there's child Natasha, child Florence Pugh and, you know, David Harbor without facial hair, which I'm not used to. Um, It was, it was neat. Now, again, without giving spoilers away, there is a part of the beginning where David Harbor is running and jumps onto an airplane and they never show him get in the airplane. And then the airplane lands in Cuba. So he went from Ohio to Cuba on an airplane hanging on the wing, didn't (laughs) die from asphyxiation. And when the plane touches down, in any person, that velocity momentum is going to fly you off the wing and you will get run over by the plane. So in no world should that scene have
1: happened. Well, I, I mean, I guess they they want you to believe he is you know, Captain America. He's Russian's version of Captain America. So he would be able to survive that somehow.
0: Plus, I liked it. Plus, I think that he found his way in the plane eventually. Yeah, he, he shimmied his way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, shimmied across the wing so of a plane like the thing, thing from the Twilight Zone. <laughs>
1: One thing I'll say about it, I, I felt a lot of the comedy fell flat.
0: Um, see, I disagree from uh, Florence Pugh and David Harbour's perspective. I think they were really funny. I think they they stole the show. Everybody's right when they say that, but you I know, think all the rest of the comedy missed. And
1: then my and my next point was saying my favorite was Florence Pugh. She was great. She like, was. I you know the, the one joke that the hagline of the thing. I was. Eh, it was. It was like a, a, kind of a miss for me in in the theater. Was it was literally quiet like i i where i think where <laughs> was then, it was it a laughs. packed theater it was I, it wasn't packed but there was people there and mm-hmm. where they wanted laughs that there would you'd be like uh, like you know you'd, you'd get something like that so it's i feel like some of the like some of it hit don't get me wrong david harvard is great we, we like him as an actor he was you know he, he of course delivered yeah um you know that there, there was some nice little tag that i think which his name even said i don't know if it was charlie or if it was um ryan if it was ryan where the tattoo where he had the tattoos of the of the girl's names on his arms like yeah. I, I thought that was a nice touch
0: well they went through a lot of his tattoos and like there is a lot of like specific detail and attention to detail that in the backgrounds and in the tattoos and stuff like that that is that is really neat and you could tell this movie was supposed to be two years ago like you could tell um that it's kind of just been sitting in a can for two years but at the same time, like I didn't love it extra because ooh, I get to watch a Marvel movie again. I've been feeling that way since Falcon started. I told you Falcon could have been a movie, and then yeah. Loki probably could have been a movie too. Yeah, so, I like, agree. so I, it was, it was, it was just, it was a nice little thing. I'm glad it exists. I didn't hate it. Again, I, you know, I never wanted to hate it. I was just indifferent towards it before it came out. I'm still kind of indifferent towards it. Like I don't have an urge to go see it again. I'm not gonna like jump up and down like other people I know people were saying at work this is the greatest thing ever and you should know who I'm talking about here and I was like bro I think you have a little bit of like you made fun of Sam for this 4 years ago with Justice League like he finally got to see it so he loved it I think you kind of got a little bit of that going where you finally got to go back to an IMAX so you're like jacked up about it like it just didn't do that for me cuz I watched it on Disney Plus I didn't I mean to. I mean
1: hey if people if if someone felt like it was the best movie hey I'm I'm not going to say you know Disney I'm just going to say hey but I'm glad you felt that way you
0: know I, that shine will wear. It was, on,
1: it was on the it was on like the mid to upper tier of, of Marvel films for me. Th-
0: that that shine that shine to me will fade. Like that's that is on first watch in a movie theater for the first time in a year. Of course you're gonna like it. You're just happy to be back. But if you go watch it again, you're start to pick out the flaws. Think about me with Captain Marvel. I thought that was a really good movie, and now I will never watch it again. It's just it's not good. So. Except for the stuff like the Game Boy that was fat. That, that I mean, awesome. it,
1: it, it's good to see that opening week and that it it, it made. made sixty million just from
0: that Disney Plus, which does not bode well for theaters and <laughs> does bode well for the future of Disney Plus premiere access and shit like that. For more, I, I wouldn't be shocked now if Shang Chi does decide to go to, to premiere as well, like. It just wouldn't shock me, because if you told me that Shang Chi would make sixty million, just in Disney Plus, I think they'd be happy with that for a character who's basically oh been God, out like, of the MCU that, forever. That's a lot of money.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I guess this is like one of the bigger ones where everyone is kind of open. I mean, I did just see L.A. I think doing the inside mask mandate starting on Saturday, but that's that. That's different, but thankfully I didn't have to wear one. I was always kind of comfortable in my theater, but.
0: Did you know, uh, in your theater where people messed up or it was everybody? I mean, I
1: I feel like that's it's still like 50 fifty fifty. Even if I go like food shopping, like yeah, it's 50 I'm in days. a mask. I have you a mask know, it's, my it's wife difficult. can't get
0: vaccinated till after the baby, so I'm in a mask.
1: Yeah, so you know, again, there's and, and that's fine. Whatever, you know. Again, I don't. You know, it is what it is. Whatever, but you know, it, it did it, it did feel good to kind of go out. But again, I still told you know Neil I was like this was good. I, I was I gave this film like a seven five.
0: Ooh, okay, okay. I'm at a six. I'm just at like a. It was fine. I think it was better than Captain Marvel. I think it was better than Iron Man three, um, better than Thor: Dark World. But like, I'd put it probably from an enjoyment perspective, probably right around Age of Ultron. Just like a six. Oh wow!
1: Oh should I say, I, I thought this was. I thought this was. A little, I enjoyed this more than Age of Ultron. I don't hate Age
0: of Ultron though. I, I'm I'm one of the few that doesn't hate. It. It's bad, and I admit that. But and I don't you're, hate you're that movie. One of the few. I but like shit, when
1: you when you said when you first said you like Captain Marvel I was like ooh
0: I really like James Spader and he obviously is no same here so and I think it's a little bit of bias there so I uh, you know and I rewatched Age of Ultron just recently just to see if I was crazy and I didn't hate it so I think I'm kind of like right there with Widow like yeah. I know ne- if I never watch those two movies again. I'll be fine, yeah. but I'm glad I, I did.
1: I mean I would I would recommend, you know, again if you watch all the Marvel movies, you're gonna see this one. Yeah, you yeah, have to you, you, you have, have to. to. You see it, it's it's it, it might have been a little bit too long for my liking. That would be sure. my little nitpick. It was a little Agreed. bit long. Over two hours.
0: Yeah, when you have two characters just sitting in a room, literally sitting on the floor talking to each other uh, uh, like for that long. Honestly,
1: there there was probably at least like probably 10, 15 minutes that could have been
0: cut easy. We do know now without giving away the answer. We do know now what happens in Budapest or Budapest. That that tried to be comedic, which
1: is. See, and you said it was funny. There was some stuff that it was just like, ugh.
0: Like if if that's you know from the first Avengers when they're up in the thing like uh, you and I remember Budapest completely differently now we know what happens there so like it does give you that the, the end credit scene totally sets up a future MCU project so we yep. have that um, so it's not like a wasted. It, like it, it, filler does movie. The,
1: it, it does the job what it should have done 10 years ago.
0: From an MCU perspective, it's a must watch because like you just said, Sam, if you've seen the other ones, you're not going to skip this. So from like that angle, sure, it's a must watch. And, but and like
1: it's the 24th Marvel Cinematic
0: Universe movie. You know, what's 25 going to be? Uh, Shang-Chi probably. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, it it was it was it was just fine. Like if anybody ever asked me, like, "Hey, do you want to sit down and watch Black Widow?" I'm not going to say no, but I'd be cool if we watched something else. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, right. I don't know how else to explain it uh, like no, without it, giving away spoilers. It, you know? it,
1: it, oh, if someone said this or Captain Marvel, what are you watching? You're going to pick Black Widow. I, I'm going
0: to pick. I'm going to pick Black Widow. Yeah, that's
1: a, Black and, Widow. And, and that's all that needs to be said.
0: Probably for Florence Pugh and David Harbour alone. Like I honestly think their star shines brighter face. than than. Uh, than uh, Scarlett and,
1: and, and, and Rachel Weisz was good too. I, I always liked her from The Mummy, so she'll always be okay. My she little. played the
0: mom, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I, I'm sorry. I'm referring to them as their real names or their characters. Like and again, uh, you know, William
1: Hurtson and Ray Winston. Like it, it, it's definitely a great ensemble cast. I just don't. I, remember I do the, like all, the the, all of their
0: names are all Russian. And I just don't remember a Avonia, a Bolonia, a I can't remember. Yeah,
1: Boloni. That was the thing. <laughs> I can't remember
0: Florence Pugh's character, but um, yeah, there, there. I love is... a Belova.
1: <laughs> That's all <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah and so again without giving away spoilers we can't really give you too much more we gave you 14 minutes of impressions and i think that's pretty good for not giving spoilers and we'll talk more about it next week when more people have had a chance and we'll probably spend about 10 minutes on it like it's it's not gonna be the craziest thing in the world but i am i really do want to talk about that in credit scene so that's probably where i'm going to spend the bulk of my time because the plot was whatever like it was completely predictable and the villain is a wasted villain both of them so it's not like there's any fucking for me like uh consequence moving forward so i'm excited to just talk about and just move on and just like let's get. and, and, and it's probably
1: really seven i probably got the 0.5 booth just going to the theater that's you what know, I'm, so, I, I hope. I said a yeah. couple pretzels i snuck in my water so <laughs> it was only 10 bucks
0: yeah let's read a review unless you have anything else you want to no, add no, we're good all right let's read a review the first one of the night for space jam a new legacy and sam when i tell you this is the longest review of the week You're going to be like, for a fucking Space Jam movie? What the hell? Now, you already know the score. We're not going to lie to our listeners. We never do. Um, But let's read it instead. Let them figure it out. Space Jam, A New Legacy, gets a modern update with one of nostalgia's largest strongholds. LeBron James's performance is self-deprecating and earnest, if not a bit uneven. No shit. But excels when it matters most. Not no shit. Especially against Don Cheadle's chaotic villain and Cedric Joe's vulnerable Dom. The story and characters navigate a whole new digital world filled with different animation styles and impressive visual effects. The movie doesn't shy away from being in on its own wear peddling, using popular franchises effectively for big visual jokes, and ultimately overindulgent to a point where our beloved Looney Tunes heroes are sidelined in what should have been a return vehicle that's a shame however the central story about a father and son cuts through the excess giving space jam a heart of a heart and a message that encourages staying true to oneself in the pursuit of passion
1: i mean how are you going to have like the looney tunes and have them take a back seat in the movie and then still give it like what it was like a 7 or an how, eight?
0: i'm going to read know. that final sentence again and i want to say in a world in 2021 i never thought i'd say the words Giving Space Jam a heart and message that encourages staying true to oneself. Like, it's a fucking Space Jam movie, but I get it. It is a 7 out of 10. So this review did enough to put me on. And I said to you in the text message earlier, I said it's HBO Max for free for a month. Like, if it was just, like, the fireplace thing, I'd watch that because it's free. Uh, It's it's free. Why not give it a shot? If it sucks, turn it off.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just. How valuable
0: is your time? Like for real? Like, can you just spare fifteen minutes? Yeah, if but it sucks, I, I, just move I on?
1: honestly just like don't. It, I'm looking at it as a chore. Like, I'm not interested in it. <laughs> that's so, fair. like,
0: no, that's fair. That's
1: I'm fair. I'm just, I'm I, again, I just, I don't want to go in there like a sour attitude. So I'll just sit on it. Maybe I go back to it in six months, a year, five years, ten. You know, yeah. But, I'm you
0: know. I'm still basically confined to my house. So like, I got time. Like when Helena goes to bed at night, I'm done my nightly chores around nine, nine thirty. If I'm awake, I'll watch it tomorrow well tonight for all of you you know i'll spend my friday night watching the phil's return and uh double header actually and then uh and then a little space jam but ultimately probably not gonna love it i yeah. bet you i'd pick black widow over it <laughs> I bet you i would uh but let's get into the tv section and we'll talk about something that we've been really excited to talk about for six weeks the show is finally over at least season one because now we know loki is getting a season two they did that was the mid-credit scene was loki's back for season two, but we have our final impression. So this is a spoiler warning, full spoilers from 37 45 ish, you know, after the intro to whatever I'll put time codes in the episode description, but I want to give you enough time to pause this, go check the description and fast forward. If you don't want spoilers for Loki, we're going to re- talk about the entire series uh, beginning to end and our thoughts on it. So before we dive into the specifics of the finale and even like the second half, cause we usually do the, the first episode, the halfway point, and then the ender. Uh, let's just talk about your thoughts, Sam, on Loki as a whole as an MCU series.
1: Overall, I thought it was good. I thought it was another step in the right direction. Um, it was probably my favorite one so far out of the Disney Plus, you know, Marvel TV shows. Um, I, again, I feel like they. They, I would say they improve. Eh, I would say every episode they improve because there was the one episode I took a back. It was episode two or three where three. Oh Wilson was. Yeah, so three was my least favorite. Um, and, and and believe it or not, the finale wasn't my favorite. But oh, um, me I neither.
0: I did, I yeah, I'll get to it.
1: I, I I still think I think my favorite episode is five four six. That's in probably that order.
0: Um, did I say last week that five was my favorite? I think yeah, yes, I, yes, yes, five yes. five and one. That's that. Yeah. That's my favorite. Five and one.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, again, um, yeah. I, I, as a whole, it was. I would. I'd probably say solid eight for me.
0: Ooh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know it, <clears> didn't, <throat> it didn't blow the roof off again. Like I know Hiddleston's great. I I love Owen Wilson in the role. Um, well, it, they tried. It, it, they tried it,
0: to go somewhere original with it. They didn't yeah. go off of a book. Like they just kind of made it an amalgamation of a lot of different things. And yeah. so it is, for all intents and purposes, an original story. So they tried. You got to give them points for that.
1: Yeah, that's why I give it a solid eight.
0: Yeah. Not me. Not me. So this is a nice little Oreo sandwich between Wandavision and Falcon. This is right there in the middle. I think, you know, so far Wandavision has set a bar that nobody has been able to live up to for me. Not only in the that's fact shame, that I, that's my I think it's super, <laughs> not only in the fact I think it's a superior show, but I think it did the most for the MCU. And I know that that's crazy given what happened in Loki's finale specifically. Um, I get all that. Falcon didn't really do much for the MCU as a whole. It did something for those characters. And it felt just... What the hell was that? It felt just like a movie. Um, This could have been a movie. Like, literally, it was was almost like a three-act structure, two episodes at a time. Um, And five was phenomenal. But the problem that I have with the finale, which I actually thought brought my experience down, the villain was awesome when you find out the final villain. And I'm glad that that's introduced. But, like, I... It has cemented to me. I just don't love time travel shit. And I've said that a million times. And like, I was willing to give this one a chance to see how they do it. And it just did exactly what I thought it would. would. And it was like, God damn it. Like, I don't care. It was a nice little twist ending. I like that. um, That Owen Wilson doesn't know who Loki is and thinks he's a paper pusher, which was fine. But the fu- finale – and correct me if I'm wrong. Like if you disagree with me, that's fine. Like I'm totally willing to be wrong about this. But the finale, it was like 45 minutes we'll call it. Um, and I would say a good 35 minutes was three people in a room talking. And if it no, wasn't, it, it, it was they, two they, other people in a different room talking.
1: Yeah, they had uh – you know, again, we're in spoiler warning here, right? Like, Yeah, you know, we're, spoilers, it's been totally, totally, totally spoiled. So they, they tease and say, you know, conquer. You know, he, he does say that, that. That was one of his titles he was called. And he does a lot of talk and a lot of stupid shit that I probably could have been cut to my, you know, you know, a lot of shit that he was
0: talking. And he's great, by the way. He's in, like, Lovecraft Country. Yeah, and, 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 and that's Ant great. Man I didn't and...
1: care for his version. Like, I mean, to, to the, I, I just don't care for Kang. Maybe you, maybe this time travel. Kang, I... In the Marvel world, I Kang as a villain never did anything for me. I, He's,
0: he is no Krang. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Krang I, is the I, superior.
1: I, I, I would I would prefer Turtles, of course, but <laughs> for for whatever reason, Kang the Conqueror ain't got shit on me. No, sorry, I went to Training Day, but I, I like it. Just like the the finale, just kind of felt lackluster. I, I still yes. feel like the highest bar was five. Yes,
0: and which I, which to be fair. Often is the case like Game of Thrones, episode nine is better than episode 10 every time.
1: Yeah. And like, and we were going in like, you know, we were expecting Ken because he had to be introduced. Yes, we know that yes. he's already cast for uh, Ant main quantum yep. medium. Yep. Uh, so I, again, like I, 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 I love Hiddleston here. He just said in an interview, he'll freaking play the role forever if they have him. So it, it, he's not leaving anytime soon. As long as there's stories to tell, he ain't going nowhere. And, and Hemsworth said the same thing. So if two of the main people, of the same, you know, Thor, like the Thor verse. Of course, that they're going to keep going, but I don't know. Just something about the, the, his villain. I, I, this is what I said to you prior. Everyone, it's there's no. I don't think there's any way Kang is going unless he somehow brings back Thanos or something like that. I don't know how Kang is going to be a big deal because him is himself, he, you don't. I don't know. I'm not intimidated. So,
0: <clears throat> so it could be what it could very well be is like a setup. Like you can't just go from Thanos to like let's just say Galactus and like. Because that kind of undermines what Thanos was to the MCU. But if you bring in like you, a. Basically, villain,
1: already did with the Infinity Stones just sitting in the drawer, though.
0: You're not. Okay. You're not wrong. I get that, too. And, and I feel that vibe really hard because when they pulled that out of the drawer, literally, I was like, okay, that's a little far for me. But. Um, if if you bring in like this filler villain that you know is defeatable it's kind of what loki was to the original avengers movie you it's kind of just a step in the right direction and a little bit of a palate cleanse before you get to another big bad it's like it's this is a weird comparison but i equate it back to like the 08 phillies who won the world series and then they made the world series in 09 again and i just wasn't i mean i was hyped out of my mind the phillies are my favorite thing
1: but it wasn't like 08
0: but it wasn't like 08 because I just experienced that and nothing would be able to get that. Now, if I had to wait a year and we went back in 2010, well, then I would have been like, Holy shit, we're back. And this is what I'm, you know, I'm every single pitch is like, I'm biting my fingernails. Like I was doing that anyway in 09. but you get my point is that we had won it in 08. It's kind of yeah. like what we just got with Thanos. We got 15 years or 10, whatever, how many years of wait. And it paid off in this big grand way and it didn't stick for everybody. But how are you going to go right to the next biggest bad? Because it kind of just yeah. defeats the first half. So if you give me Kang for a couple of years, that's fine. I'm totally cool with it. Plus, again, I love – was it Jonathan Majors, I think? Yeah. I, I really like him as an I'm, actor.
1: I'm, I want to see the evil conqueror. I, I think that this one, didn't, yeah, he's the nice guy. Cool. All right, it, next. Because you knew he had to die.
0: Right, and that's my point. Is like they were just talking, and then he got stabbed. With z- he was like zipping all over the place, and all of a sudden he's just like lets it happen. And I'm sure there's an explanation for it that well, I. Well, he care. basically
1: says it like I- I've been alive for a gazillion years. On w- it's whatever. I'll
0: be back. And it's just. It's just super. It was just it, super it, it linear. Was, it,
1: it was empty. Anti- to me, it was anticlimactic. Like it. it, it, it I, agree. Like- I
0: agree. I agree.
1: It ended, I was like, oh, that's where it ended? Oh, and there was was, like no end credit scene? Well,
0: that's because there there will be a season two. So if it had this big grandiose ending, I don't know though. Like for a time travel series that kind of warps your mind and bends it a little bit, that final episode was very linear. Like they start at the the, the big palace thing. They walk in it. They meet the villain within two minutes. You know who it is. They talk for 45 minutes. He gets stabbed. Then what's her face just pushes Owen Wilson over and leaves like – what the fuck? Uh, that was a, uh, I can't remember her name. Thunder or something or other. Like uh, that was a really underwhelming storyline. And I love her. She's in the news or the uh, morning show, and she's fucking awesome. Um, she won't be back for season two, but I get that. Uh-huh. I, I I just I love. I I loved episode five so much that I almost felt like. I got texted. It was like, finally, an episode I like loved. Like It took me five episodes to get one I absolutely loved and was ready to anoint the series back in. And I had trusted where it was going. And I'm sure I'm in the minority, and you are as well for it just being whatever. I am nowhere near an eight for this. I'm nowhere near like WandaVision. Nothing has set that bar for me. And again, that is, I think, the difference between that for me and you is I loved the first three and you hated them. for WandaVision. And if WandaVision was six episodes, WandaVision, remember, was eight or nine episodes. These other two were six. If you break off those first three episodes of WandaVision that you didn't like, all three of them were six episodes. So WandaVision, you could think of three episodes of filler. But for me, I go back and watch those episodes and look at all the things it set up and say, oh my God, it makes sense now, this, that, and the other. And plus, I love just cheesy black and white sitcoms and stuff. I love them, love them, love them. (laughs) So that was so much for me. And I think it just did so much for the MCU where... Falcon again was just that was cool for the characters and Loki it, we got into that weird time travel shit with variants and like timelines and like remember the Loki that is the star of this series is fucking dead like it's 2012 Loki you go to 2018 Loki the man is the, I know he's the prince or whatever and he dies at blah 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 but like I watched Thanos choke We're, the so fucking we have a,
1: we have like a, a part two Loki it's he gets a, a second redemption arc. But like, it's not even though he redeemed himself with Thanos. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Like, he totally did. He went to kill Thanos. Like, and they had kind of admitted that you could have beaten Thanos if you want. Like, that's that was cool to hear all that. But like, Sylvie's the best character in the show. To me, Sylvie. I know Owen Wilson was really good, too, as Mobius. But Sylvie was like my favorite part of the show. I I, I don't
1: know. I I did love the other Lokis. I don't know. That's why.
0: But they're so they're not in it, in it. They're, They're so it good, like, but
1: episode. I would say my character favorite would probably be Owen Wilson. Like the Lady Loki, like she she was cool. Like, again, you, you saw that what the hell they were building up to. You knew he was going to freaking kiss himself. So yeah, like, well, we, again, we,
0: like, well we called that a million miles away. Like, it did, it's again, be like, there Loki. Was,
1: like nothing. I would say nothing blew me away. Like, but it's the same thing with with Wandavision. Nothing blew me away. Like it's so, like not at all shows. Nothing literally blew me away. I, yeah. I, I can clearly say that. Ah. Uh, even like, even Black Widow, nothing in Black Widow blew me away.
0: Yeah. Um you it, know
1: it Loki. let be honest. Just, I, I I still enjoyed it.
0: Maybe maybe a little bit of Loki was expectation. Maybe a little bit of Loki was um the hype. Maybe People a little People just bit of Loki. hungry
1: for new content. People spec it on new books, and now everything's all after Kang and same shit. Round and round
0: we go. Yeah, and thank God I'm not in that world. I'm just yeah. like I turned it off and I was like, Well, let me go watch screen crush. Like I'm good. Yeah. Um, I. It sounds like though, we're not in the minority um, around black widow. Like we are in the minority around Loki. Like it feels like Loki. I've been seeing praise about this. So like it sets up everything. It does so many things. I'm like, I get that. Yeah. But like, if it's different timelines, I don't care. I guess I'm just a linear kind of guy. And that's not because I only have a one track mind. No, I'm cool with like multiple storylines and stuff like that. But you could do multiple storylines in one timeline in one universe. I just yeah, don't but like not, him. but not with Kang. I know, Kang, I know, Kang, you, can't, I you can't. But I you know, just don't you know, like that story. He's
1: that just though. not one of my favorite villains, and I just, I just have to accept that, and just kind of hope when the evil Kang, the conqueror, returns that Jonathan Myers kind of, you know, just bring you cranks this up.
0: It. Well, you know what I don't like about time travel, and this is what I, you know, I think I'm gonna die on this hill. Is like it. You can just correct mistakes like that and it's just like nothing has consequences nobody's really dead like you know if you fuck something up oh well it happened a different timeline let's just retcon it and it's like man the it, it gives no bounds to storytelling and like literally anything is possible and i just don't like that i want a coherent story that makes sense you want to watch something in one timeline that makes sense go watch chernobyl and be like well fuck
1: i got <laughs> this it. actually happened this, yeah
0: go yeah. watch mighty ducks game changers there ain't no time travel on Great that it was and it was beautiful i love that show right. so it, loki was just it was just okay to me like i did i like it more than falcon it's, did i like it more than black widow yes but to me it didn't it didn't touch wandavision
1: so it's it, it's definitely worth the watch especially if you're watching all the marvel stuff you're gonna watch this because you wanted to stay connected because it it there's little pieces that that do connect, and know, yeah, again, we'll watch season two because we're suckers.
0: Yeah, and and I'm gonna probably get DMs and say and, you know tweets and stuff like that, saying like you're wrong, and thank you for telling and that's, me that and my opinion. And, and
1: hey, if you guys well, no, you don't
0: tell me my opinions wrong. No,
1: no, no. I'm <laughs> that's saying, my if, opinion. If you guys loved it and it was your favorite show, like that, that's awesome. That's great for sure. Don't wait for season two
0: for sure. And I am looking forward to season two. I just I'm waiting for another Marvel show to hit for me. And the problem is. The next one's animated, so that's already going to be an uphill climb. And the one after that's Hawkeye, which is like I don't give a fuck. Now like I want
1: the one I care the least about. But exactly, don't worry. Moon, like, Moon Knight's coming, baby. Can we
0: get to 2022? Like with the shit that I care about, with Iron Heart, Moon She-Hulk. Knight, She Hulk, like that's the stuff I'm super psyched on. Yeah. Plus, like Marvel shows will kind of have their footing, so we kind of like the, you can expect even bigger and better things. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to Marvel shows still, and I I think I prefer the TV show Marvel format to the movie Marvel format because of the pause button and the rewind and little smaller chunks. But at the same time, I think to myself, like we could have cut, I don't know, two episodes worth of shit and just given us a two hour movie and everything could have moved on with our lives yeah. with, with Loki um, and even Falcon. So, you know, hate me, love me, whatever, for my opinion. I, I just, I, w- I wanted a little bit more and uh, you know, that's, that's where I'll land on Loki. No, nothing.
1: <laughs> I no no I, I, again I don't I don't even know what what more to add because we we basically said er- everything there really is it's
0: I think it that sounds like you liked it a little bit more than me but that's not I don't think that's shocking well, I mean point. I was yeah
1: if you li- it makes sense I like this more you liked you know WandaVision more we both got a little bit different tastes you know
0: makes perfect sense to me yeah I'm just a sucker plus I mean you know Elizabeth Olsen. She's
1: I beautiful. mean, she's 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 beautiful, but I can't ba- just base off her looks of that. She, it was a better show because it, again, the, even the ending, I was like, okay. The, the, again, everything that, that kind of happened at the end, it was by the time it happened, you already knew what was happening. Well,
0: I was it referring to her it. acting chops, but yes, yeah, she's also a very pretty, very pretty girl. But I think she's like my favorite, like actor Olsen. <laughs> well. <laughs> That doesn't take much. Have you seen It Takes Two? I've seen It Takes Two. Uh, All right. Let's move on. Uh, Spoilers over. Right around the 53-minute mark. Spoilers over. Let's get into some news because we got a lot of news tonight that we still have to cover in TV. And then Sam will take over in gaming before we get more news after that. So The Witcher Season 2 will hit Netflix December 17th. So you get a little Christmas present. The whole season dropping that day. Christmas come early.
1: And what was it? Was that 10 episodes? Okay. Again, I, I, I enjoyed season one. Maybe some episodes might have been a little slow. I might not even have got everything. I'm sure if you played the games, you've read the books. books Obviously, yeah. I missed a gazillion Easter eggs, but I'm I'm looking forward to season two. Yeah. I, I wish you would give season one a chance again. I did. But-
0: oh yeah, again. Yeah, you did say again. Yeah, I did. I just man. Yeah. If you know what I started watching, I started watching C on Apple TV Plus, the Jason Momoa yep. show where everybody's blind. Looks awesome. Um and and it's just it's 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 decent, but like I get a lot of Witcher vibes from that, and I got a lot of Sea vibes from Wisher, and I'm like, I don't need two of that. I'm good. Wilderness, I got it. Geralt, I got it. Sex, I don't I don't have it. So it's like, let's rock and roll. <laughs> let's rock and roll. Uh Peacemaker will be eight episodes. We finally have the official episode count. So January twenty twenty two, we have the date. Well, we have a window at least, and now we know eight episodes. HBO Max that drops weekly, though. They might do. HBO Max sometimes drops two or three episodes at a time. I wouldn't be shocked if Peacemaker drops the first two or three, uh, and then gives us weekly from then on out. That seems to be the trend for them.
1: And it looks like uh, Gunn directed five of the eight episodes, and, it's, and it says the premise is the series will explore the origins of Peacemaker.
0: Nice, and John Cena's the man. I think he's such a good actor. He's so he's such an underrated actor. He's really good, but um, with this. Uh, I love, I think it's like a really good in between from Netflix and like the Disney plus style of all of them at once and one a week, like to drop three and give you that really good taste and then go weekly from that. I think that's a really good, like uh compromise i think so I, dude, we're, yo,
1: we're three weeks from suicide squad i can't freaking wait We're well, we, one week
0: from ted lasso we
1: we said it that he's probably going to steal the movie that i'm sure he's going to we're going to laugh our asses off and then we're going to then it's going to turn our excitement up to freaking 10 to actually see this series
0: Titan season three got a second trailer. I did not watch it because I didn't watch the first one. I want to stay away until I finish oh, season two. But how hyped are you now? For, I mean, you've already been there. I, but I but, mean,
1: I've already been hyped because I already knew what's coming. They are getting Red Hood. This featured Red Hood prominently. We actually get to see Barbara Gordon. We see a little sneak peek of Jonathan Crane. We see some Nightwing kicking ass. Uh, we finally see our boy Gar. You know, Beast Boy, he's he's making it, you know, he's finally, finally, finally making dude. his rounds.
0: Finally. He was Hulk underrated and, from season one. I really liked him.
1: Hawking Dove's in it. Tim Drake's going to be in it. We're going to get Bruce Wayne back. And this one's just basically going to take place, I believe, in Gotham. So I'm actually really looking forward to this season. They All the cast, said it, it's all their favorite scenes. I know I'm sure everyone probably says that, but just to bring Red Hood. And, and I know uh, Kern Walters on IG, he's been so excited about it. Hyping the, even the animated movie that came out with Jensen Ackles. And even Brendan Thwaites, with Nightwing, says this is like the most action that they've had since, and it's his season. I guess it's his toughest that he did so far. So I'm interested to see where they take it. They act. They show you a little tease of Joker beaten. Just obviously, you know it's Jason Todd with a yeah with a goddamn crowbar. So you already know that the origins there. And I'm 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 just happy to to, to dive back into this world.
0: I'll tell you, my two favorite characters from that show are still Hawk and Dove. That episode was so oh. good i agree one. it was fantastic and yeah so i am i'm really psyched i will get to season two i don't think it'll be before season three premieres because of other stuff but um i think in my time away um it, yeah, i think I'll, I'll catch up with season yeah, two d- dive
1: right. back in come on you're, we're getting close
0: i've watched the first 10 minutes of episode one of season two like 15 times and i always like i'm ready let's jump and then like i hit the 10 minute mark and i look at my phone and i'm like Well, fuck. I'm out. Nothing the show did wrong. I'm just fuck. It's where I go. You know me. I need I get on like binge things and like this just wasn't one of them, but I'll get there. Jonathan Lithgow clarified it what his role in the Dexter reboot will actually be and we got it right. He said it'll just be a very small thing. I was on set for one day and it will be in flashbacks.
1: Oh, so it's it's one episode quick little flashback and that's it. And that's fine. There's a little cameo. But that's probably all they need.
0: I still, uh, well, yeah, that's that's fine with me. Like I said, I you know I don't need no supernatural shit about him uh, him in in the future or nothing. But I'm cool with a little flashback. I still would love it if he became for like one episode. No, no, the,
1: and, and that was your idea. I mean, I devil, still hope it's my boy, I the devil really on me.
0: his shoulder, man. If he becomes the Harry character for just one episode, that'd be sick. Please, and then I like still want Harry, still and Harry. then like you see like a knife go through his head, and it's just Harry behind him. He's like, I'm back. That'd be okay. sick. It won't happen because that's just a stupid idea. But uh, Anyway, The Last of Us on HBO has announced three, count them, three more awesome castings. And before we get into the actors being played, we get our Perry, who is like a new character for the show. And then we get Bill and Frank, who have I have asked for from the second the show is announced. Give me Bill and Frank. Bill is my favorite side character from the first Last of Us game. Unfortunately, we never met Frank, but we will now in the show, which will be hella sweet.
1: And again, I'm glad to see – of, I mean, of course your boy was going to guess cast because he did have a major point in, this, in the actual game, so it only made sense. And now it's only a matter of time until Nolan North and Troy Baker are cast to complete everyone that was in the damn show.
0: Yeah, Jeffrey Pierce uh, will be that Perry character I was talking about. He's a rebel in the quarantine zone, but Jeffrey Pierce was actually the, the voice actor for Tommy in The Last of Us. So and, just-
1: and I believe he was the motion capture too.
0: Yeah, so even more – video game characters making the jump to the to the tv show we had um marlene and now we have tommy uh i'm telling you and we talked about this in text but the listeners don't know yet i'm telling you man i think troy and nolan are going to be making cameos somewhere in the background of this show
1: i i i still hope nolan's the creep
0: (laughs) (laughs) david David, right wasn't his name david david
1: he's like he, you know, He's like in his 50s, so he's like old enough for the part. Throw a little makeup on him. He, he was the voice. Yeah. Throw some makeup. Dude, he's perfect.
0: Yeah. Murray Bartlett and uh, Con O'Neill are the other two that are cast to be uh, Frank and Bill, just so you all know out there. But um, this one was something I'm super excited for, just to know that Bill's going to be in the show, because like, that's a really, really critical part of the game. You meet your first, what is it? I think a boomer or something. Uh, in the high school gym, you find out about the truck. Like it's just, it's so much bill is such a like an integral character. He's like the type of dude who goes around the town and sets booby traps. Like that's I'm psyched on that. I can't wait. Um, so yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't be shocked now that I'm thinking about it. Cause like game of Thrones did this or the walking dead does this where they put famous cameos, but like as zombies, I wouldn't be shocked if Nolan and Troy are clickers. Like under uh, nah, makeup, and you'll never know it's them. Like I wouldn't be shocked.
1: I, I could I could see Troy doing that just because I don't know what part he could play. But I, I I'm still gonna stick to my guns and David's Null North. Uh, I, dude, he
0: he's him. He is. I'll him. tell you Why though. Not? Here's the thing. I don't I don't think they even get to that. Maybe they do in season one because it is like the last big thing of the game.
1: Or maybe you're introduced to him like season finale or something like that.
0: Yeah, like he's the Negan to me. Like David is Negan. Am I right or wrong?
1: No, no, you're so, right. So he could be like the season two baddie.
0: Yeah, and like that would be fine because I need at least three or four seasons out of the show. I don't want it to be a mini series. I don't want it to be one and two and done.
1: I could see four seasons being perfect.
0: You cannot fit a fifteen hour game into a ten episode one hour show. That's not literally not enough time because they have side stories to tell. They have expansions to make. I don't want them to cut any. Like, what about? I think his name is Sam, the kid that they, they and the brothers that they meet yeah. in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Like. I need that too. So, you know, don't cut that short. There's just so much to tell. It took me about 15 hours to complete the first game. Um, so, like, I don't – I would like it if at the end of Season 1 we're still in the 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 um, first game at the end of Season 1. I would love it if Season 2 maybe kicks off with the David thing. Maybe they explore the DLC. Maybe they do the DLC stuff. As an origin story in episode one, and that's how they start it, and they go a little bit more linear. Who knows? But because Ellie is a very complicated character, so I could see that too, to say the least. Set up the world and how it turned to shit and all that stuff. So I, I would be, you know, be cool with that. Um, but man, if I would also love it if season one just picks up where the game does, and whew, I'll just cry, cry. Oh, I'm cry. sure episode two. Yeah, I think that's probably where it goes. Amazon has canceled the Nicolas Cage Tiger King project. And I've said literally from the day this was announced that you're going to miss the boat on this, that it's going to be irrelevant by the time the show hits. Amazon realized this. Nobody gives a shit about Tiger King anymore because it was a fun thing. It happened right at the beginning of quarantine. It wasn't even fun. I thought it was. Everybody was talking about it, and then like May hit, and people were like, nah, I'm still playing Animal Crossing, but fuck Tiger King. Like, no, nah,
1: again, kidding. you're right, you called it, and I, I still haven't watched the show. I have no interest. It, it, even I love Nicolas Cage. I probably still, even if this got made, I wouldn't have seen it.
0: You're good, and I think they still have another TK project somewhere along the lines. It was either probably movie doing or some something. doc.
1: They'll suck every type of goddamn money they can out of this guy.
0: But I, I think I'm over telling you to watch it because it's just i mean i haven't told you to watch it and, and think
1: about it, amazon has stupid money and they still cancel the project it's just lost that, that says everything right there
0: You it lost the type
1: it's done i'll take it over in gaming pre-orders for the switch oled are live right now so if you missed
0: the first round keep an eye out my guess is you missed the first round if you're listening to this, yeah and i was gonna say if you're listening now you didn't get it you're probably beat. Um, a lot of a lot of folks missed the first round. I told you how I how Hawkeye I had to do this.
1: You had two screens,
0: three iPad, phone, and computer. Oh, Jesus, um, I was refreshing Walmart, Target, Amazon, Best Buy, and GameStop all at the same time. And he only got one, which is fine. It was the one I wanted. If you t- you know if you told me I could only get one from one of those places, it would have been Best Buy. So I'm cool with that. Um, and like I told you, I got it. I, I, you know, obviously I'll give you my impressions as soon as I can on around October eighth when that launches. Um, but they are live now. So what I would recommend you do if you really want the OLED, this is the same way I got the Series S and the PS Five. Is I, I am very active on Twitter. So I went on Twitter, and what I did was I followed the following account. It was let's see. Um, Nintendo Nintendo Switch OLED stock alerts. It's at, at Switch Stock News. So at Switch Stock News, I then turn on notifications. So I get push notifications on my phone. And it's basically a bot uh, account who automatically gives you when the Switch OLED comes into stock and it gives you the clickable hyperlink to the store so you can instantly get it. Now, what I did was every morning when I wake up, I would log on to Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, Target and and whatever, Amazon and make sure I'm logged into those cuz if you're not, you could lose your thing and it could, you know, you get to the cart, checkout and it kind of fucks you. So, I make sure to log in all my stuff that way I'm ready to rock and roll and as soon as I see it, you click on it, boom, and everybody that's tried this method has eventually gotten whatever they've been whatever they've been after. So, if you're interested in the OLED and you missed out on it, um, specifically the white one because I don't want the neon one. It's still got a black dock. It does nothing really special. It'll
1: look to good it. next year PS5.
0: But I'm psyched as shit to, to get this white OLED model. I'm really, really excited. So, yeah, I'll give you my impressions in October. But if you're looking for one, pre-orders are live. Keep an eye out. Out of nowhere, Valve has announced the Steam Deck. And I think a lot of people can make comparisons to the Switch. And I think that's semi-smart, but also, like, it doesn't. it's not trying to be a Switch competitor. Um. Long story short, Valve made the Valve, the Steam Machine, I think it was called, and it was a flop. And so now they've realized like... Steam Machine. They've realized that this is a market. Handheld gaming is still alive and well. The Vita is pretty much dead. The Switch is doing gangbusters. So let's give... You know, without the Switch Pro, like let's try to give people a more powerful option to play handheld. So this is basically like a mini PC, pretty good one, in your hand. With a 7-inch screen, just like the Switch Pro, 720, 780, whatever, display, 720, display, just like, not the Switch Pro, the Switch OLED. Um, Very awkward analog and D-pad and button placement, but apparently IGN went hands-on and said it actually feels really nice. Um, But this is a, it's got like a little mouse pad for your thumb. It's it's definitely a lot, but. It's going to
1: take getting used to it it'll give you the the, the joysticks
0: it'll give you your entire steam library on your on a handheld so you could theoretically play you know horizon zero dawn a playstation game and then you know control or doom or hades or red dead maybe i don't know if red dead will be available but if like if it's on steam you could play it on handheld. so why wouldn't red dead be available holy shit the things you could play grand theft auto 5 on a handheld like Madden, like that's that's just stuff that I've wanted as a Switch owner. Like Madden on a handheld would be sick. Um, so yeah, this gives that possibility. Now, again, it doesn't have a lot of memory. If you want the four hundred dollar model, you're looking at I think uh sixty four gigs, something like that. So the same as the Switch OLED, it is four hundred dollars. They have another option. I think it's like five hundred and twelve gigs for like five seventy, and then like six hundred something gigs for like six hundred bucks. I forget the the actual price. As a matter of fact, I have them. So let me just pull them up real quick because um, I knew that I would forget. 64 gigs is 399 256 is 529 and 512 gigs for $650. Damn. Um, yeah. Long story short, people are have been saying, especially like IGN has gone hands-on and just others are saying, this is basically like a pretty good gaming PC uh, in your hands. Think of it more like a computer because you can even dock it and it becomes a Linux-based computer. Uh, when you dock it, so there's an advantage there. If you want to continue to play it on different monitors and stuff like that, you, it's kind of like a portable PC, which is pretty cool. Um, but they say it's p- as if you're playing on a PC set to middle settings. You know, you're never going to get the sharpest image in the world. um But but what did you think about this when you saw it?
1: I mean, it came out of nowhere. um it, It's good. It, it's good that it's seven inch. I feel like it had to at least match the size of the Switch. Uh, me, me personally, I, I, am not just not really a handheld guy. I mean, I still got my Vita. I haven't turned it on in, in a year or two, but I, I, I don't know if this will be big. I don't know. 400 bucks. That's a lot of money. Like, I think you just drop the 350 and get a switch. No.
0: Um, I mean, it depends. So like you're what the, I think they are two different things. like, I don't think they're trying to compete ahead. I think like the obvious comp is, well, it's a portable machine that you can play good games on. So like. It's got to be a switch. But at the same time, nothing will ever have Nintendo first party games on it besides a Nintendo console. So you're not going to get your Mario Odyssey, Smash Bros, even your second parties like Pokemon, stuff like that.
1: You know, but that's, but that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I, I'm i getting a sure thing with the switch. I, I can play at home and I can play it to go. Why would I limit myself with just this game, pay $50 more and and, and don't have that much space?
0: But yeah, but at the same time, you can take those on the go because it is a handheld device and you can play Red Dead and get Grand Theft Auto five and shit that the switch can't go up your entire memory in two games. So here's what I'd say. If you're like a handheld gamer, right? And that's how you prefer. You prefer to play on the go. You travel a lot for work. You whatever the case may be. I think there's a world that you get both and you can have your awesome first part Nintendo games and indie machine on the switch. I think you get your other great titles. Uh, on you know on your steam library it comes with all the mods and things like that that you would do for your steam library like dude i could play skater xl now on with mods on a handheld like that's that sounds awesome to me because i love skater xl but like so i think there's advantages to both i don't think they're direct competitors i don't think they want to be the switch is its own thing this is its own thing and you know i have no interest because i don't have a steam library number one number two i am a true console gamer i prefer to play my games like that, of course I use handheld mode a lot for the Switch. But like PS Five, I like sitting down with a controller on my couch. My Xbox Series X, I'm going to be a Game Pass guy. But there's only so much I could feasibly play. Like for fuck's sake, I don't. I don't you have don't all You don't need to get a
1: goddamn other system. You got mm. two common. You're you're uh, good.
0: I am not a PC player, and like that's simple as that. I have no interest in this turning into a PC. I have no interest in plugging in different controllers into it and fights that I don't have interest. I have interest in playing my Nintendo games, my PlayStation exclusives and game pass. Like that's what I want to do, but I can see a world where this is really cool for a lot of people. So I definitely give it applause for that. Cause it is a cool. Concept.
1: I mean, Hey, I I hope to see it do some sales. You know, I don't want it to see it just come out flop and then we don't hear about it again.
0: Yeah. Uh, you so know, sorry,
1: I, hey, I, I mean, I'm saving 400 bucks. I ain't getting it. So it ain't going to hurt me.
0: Colin Moriarty had tweeted out. He said, this is a wake up call for some paraphrasing, but this is a wake up call that Sony really needs to make a successor to the Vita. And my reply to that was, I don't think so. I think
1: I don't think Sony cares, to be honest.
0: What what I think this was, was a motivator. I think this is a motivator for Sony for this reason alone. We've seen Horizon Zero Dawn and Days Gone come to PC and sell 250% more profit. Like it doubled what it was expected to do for that game. And so they sold like hotcakes. I think this is motivation for Sony to get its first party games out on PC quicker. Like you don't have to wait five years for Uncharted 4 next time. Maybe just a year, maybe just six months. Maybe it releases day and date and they do Microsoft and they go PC and Xbox. That's what this is going to be. I can see like Microsoft is going to clean up with this, especially with xCloud. And if they put Game Pass on this machine, because it is a PC, like on top of your Steam library, because Xbox releases all those games on PC and Xbox. So now you're telling me I get to play all these fucking Xbox games that hit PC on a portable device. Like you're kidding me. So if Sony has any skin in the game, it's let's get, I don't know, uh, God of War on PC now. That's why they just bought Nixus anyway. So they have all these awesome ports. So like they're going to get there because of the Nixus acquisition and what they've been doing. So I think that that's Sony's motivator. But yeah, to your point, like Sony's sitting back and like this is actually just good for us from a revenue standpoint because now we're going to sell even more copies. Because the people wanted to play Horizon Zero Dawn on the go, which four years ago, just never thought that'd be possible.
1: Next up, we have the review for Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD.
0: I think we do. Um, Did I delete it? Am I a, No, you know what? This is what happened. IGN decided, because you know that's where we get a lot of our reviews... IGN decided to do a, re- a review in progress. They're like the only uh, place okay. and they didn't want to give it a score because the guy just wasn't on the story. Let's call it what it is. He was behind and they, they covered it up and said it's a review in progress, but the dude just didn't finish the games on time. So uh, on top of that, uh, it was too hard for him. what I did. Right. Yeah. Baby Zelda. What I decided to do was get a review roundup from other outlets that did score the game just so you can see you know what they're starting to talk about, and if people recommend it. So, Gamespot gave it a seven out of ten. Game Informer gave it an eight out of ten. Games Radar gave it a four out of five, which would be an eight out of Solid. ten. Destructoid gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, Game Explain gave it liked, which is out of their three uh, is the middle. Uh, Eurogamer recommends it, and that is it for now. Polygon and IGN are both non-applicable. So. From that perspective, it sounds like it's a solid seven or eight. I got my $10 off pre-order from GameStop coming on Monday for some fucking reason. I got to wait three extra days, which pisses me off. I was looking forward to playing this over the weekend while Helena was napping, but I'll just have to wait till Monday night, which is whatever. A little salty about that, but I got the game for 50 instead of 60 so I'll take it.
1: Now, I think your most hyped story of the night, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl has been announced and will hit All consoles this fall.
0: Yeah, uh, Switch included, which is I'm psyched on. And this is, you have a fighting game here. This is, if Super Smash Brothers, if you could have anything else, I think Nickelodeon would probably be my, like, number one choice. Um, Maybe, like, Marvel and DC, or maybe, like, Capcom versus Mortal Kombat. But, like, Nickelodeon characters, especially from the 90s, you want to put Good Burger Ed in there? have a smash game be no, I, I, you're right
1: I, I don't think you can do better than this I, I think this is a good go-to
0: and this is made by a company um listy oh, man I, I can't remember the developer off the top of my head but what this is they make fighting games they actually made some damn good fighting games so i am actually really 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 looking forward to this um it's totally a Smash Brothers clone. There's no doubt about it. And that's fine. But there have been 14 characters announced already for the game. And like they all have their own stages and stuff like that. Like if you're a kid from the 90s like us and even into the 2000s, because there's like Danny Phantom and Vader Zim and stuff like that. But here are the characters announced so far. And you tell me this isn't going in the right direction, at least. You have Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold, uh, Danny Phantom, Sandy Cheeks from SpongeBob zim invader zim nigel thornberry oh that's my boy uh michelangelo and leonardo from the turtles spongebob patrick star reptar from the rugrats uh lincoln loud lucy loud oblina from a ah, real monsters the fucking Oh, um, i love that the uh the umbrella yep. <laughs> looking one and then powdered Toastman from ren and stimpy um they released the box art the box art is all silhouettes so you can't tell who it is yet but in looking at the outlines it looks like ren and Stimpy will both be there they're very obvious
1: classics
0: and cat dog
1: oh, so, another show i love
0: so like it looks like it's lining up to be an awesome um awesome like roster i think reptar probably will be the only rugrats representative because i don't think they're going to want babies to get beat up
1: I, I can't yeah, confirm I, I, that. I was going to say maybe at least this day and age, or they do the teens.
0: They do the all grown up ones, or they do like Lou who's hilarious. Like the, the, stew. the dad stew, right? Stew pickles. Yes. Yeah, so, so like, maybe they do something like that. Cause reptar is a wild choice. Like that's like the Ridley of this but, game. But Re- reptar is the shit. And he looks good. He looks like really good. That's really fun. They went with the whole cartoon aesthetic. They didn't try to make it like uber realistic. Um, and it's just a good Smash Brothers clone. Four, you know, four characters on a stage, try to beat the shit out of each other, knock them off. It's exactly what I was hoping. If you told me the Nickelodeon's getting a Smash Bros. clone, it's either going to be the worst game ever and just a quick cash grab, or it could be made by a fighting game company who are introducing rollback netcode to this game, which Smash Brothers does not have. This game will have better online infrastructure than Smash Ultimate. So, like, it they're setting it up to, with all the right features. They're going to do even more surprise character announcements leading up to the release. So they're going to treat it like it's a big deal. You know, this is something that I could totally get behind and Smash is ending. There's one more character. So like what next for the Smash fans and the Smash speculators and YouTubers? They're going to turn their attention to this game and I'm really, really excited. Is this game... I know know, this takes off. Cool, exactly. I'm really happy that you think that way.
1: Why wouldn't I? We grow watching this stuff.
0: So let me ask you this. I, I had proposed our top three be this, like what top three Nickelodeon fighters would you want to see? I'm not going to ask you to do, to do three, but what Nickelodeon character from like the nineties or really anywhere would you really want to see in a fighting
1: game? I mean, I I, I always think back to rocket power.
0: Yeah, I think Reggie Rocket or Auto Rocket would be sick.
1: Yeah, yeah I, or I Sam. Think that, There's yeah. Sam
0: in the potato salad.
1: Squid. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know who I. I'd, I'd Twister. Ch- even Twister. Like I still think you could have fun e- either or, like skateboarding battle and something like that. Um,
0: yeah. It's it's days like this where I wish Doug wasn't owned by Disney because, like, if I uh, if I could have Quailman or Roger Klutz oh, or no, Skeeter, dude,
1: no, that's it. Quailman. Quail that that that's a perfect character right there.
0: It'd be so. That's like a perfect fighting game character, Quailman. but. I don't know. I mean, in 2019, Nickelodeon Animation tweeted out a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate uh, uh, like homage, and Roger Klutz was on there, even though Disney owns it. So you never know. Maybe they could go to Disney and say, Could you let us? And maybe we'll get Quail Man. Like that would be awesome. Um, the Angry Beavers would be fun. I think one of the two Angry Beavers. Like I think Johnny, like, Johnny Bravo. Johnny, uh, his Cartoon Network. Um, oh, yeah, what sure. about like Crum or the other monster to, from the three? Or like Mister Dink or uh, uh, Dexter.
1: Dexter's live. Nah, he,
0: that was Cartoon Network too.
1: I always go to Cartoon Network.
0: What could be Rocco? Let's get Rocco or Heifer. Like <laughs> <laughs> the turtle Franklin, right, or something?
1: No, like, that was that's Rocco. He always go. Oh, Heifer. Heff- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was thinking of the turtle turn the page. I do. I know,
1: you know, I still never watched that movie. It was funny. I, I still got to go back and watch it. I, I think it's lying. still I gotta on, get my shit
0: together. I think it's still on Netflix. But like, yo, know, keep your eyes on this game. If you like the Nickelodeon or uh, or you care about Smash Bros, because this, I think this is going to be okay. I don't think it'll be great. I think it'll be a fun enough game where you can session it with the homies and you'll you'll have a good time. Pokemon Unite will launch on July 21st for Switch. Yeah, this is the MMO, the League of Legends type of Pokemon game and they have like 19 characters, you can put them in hula outfits and go fight. I don't know, not for me. It's free on the Switch at least to start, so of course I'm going to try it. So like I'll check in with my quick impressions like probably next week or the week after. Um, but like it's just this wasn't a game that spoke to me in the front. It's not a game that speaks to me now, but I know that there are MMO fans out there. I know that there are, you know, World of Warcraft, League of Legends stuff like that fans out there that care about Pokemon. So Uh, We finally do have a a Switch announced date for July 21st. If you want it on mobile, uh, that's September. We don't have a date yet, but we know it'll be September.
1: We got two games getting delayed till 2022. First up,
0: Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, the horror game PlayStation 5 exclusive. I always forget if Deathloop or this one will eventually come to Xbox. I can't remember which one signed like a long term exclusivity, yeah,
1: yeah, it, it's a de- Death Loop is one year on PlayStation.
0: So, yeah, Ghostwire looks to be infinite on PlayStation Five and not coming to Xbox. We'll see if that changes in the future. But uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, a lot of people are looking forward to this because, again, it's just something to play that's PS Five exclusive. But you are gonna have to wait a little longer twenty twenty two. And we said it before twenty twenty one is where we're gonna start to feel the effects.
1: And Resident Evil R E reverse has been delayed twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, they should delay this game f- until, like, never. Until- <laughs> <And> just <like, laughs> just, just, just forget just it. Nobody wants to play a multiplayer shooter of all the old Resident Evil characters. As no. cool as it sounds in action, it just looked horrible. And it was supposed to come out this month. And then they just come out and say, oh, by the way, this month's not going to happen. Six more months. Like, that's a really bad time to delay it. You knew this delay was going to happen. Why did you wait until release month when people were actually going to play it? So I think uh, I think they waited on this to capitalize on as many RE Village sales as possible. Because if you buy RE Village, uh, you get this for nothing. So... Um, I think that was just to wait and hold off on the people buying that game. So it is definitely disappointing. I don't care. I'll play a round or two just to figure it out. I really want to play as the Baker family, and then I'll just move on with my life like nothing ever happened.
1: And the last story we have in gaming, Black Panther will be voiced by Christopher Judge in the upcoming Wakanda expansion to Marvel's Avengers. Boy.
0: And of course, Wakanda forever, boy. Yeah, <laughs> boy, yeah.
1: Uh <laughs> of Christopher the Judge. Voice of Kratos.
0: Yeah, Christopher Judge is the voice of Kratos for the new God of War game. Well, new, it's 3 years old, but the 2018 God of War game for PS4. Not so.
1: even Kratos can save this one.
0: Uh this is like apparently going to be pretty meaty, and I think a lot of people are psyched to jump back into the world, I, you know, for somebody who was so hyped for Marvel's Avengers, boy howdy, did I fall off the second I saw gameplay? Uh, and I have never tried it. I have never bought it. I never will. I'm don't, I'm not interested in the expansion. But I have to admit, it's a good get. If anybody can stand up with Chadwick Boseman for the voice of T'Challa, I am excited that Christopher Judge and boy are going to do it. That's really cool.
1: But not the boy. Just just really Christopher
0: Judge. No, just Christopher Judge. The boy, Sonny from the who I, I um, can't remember his last name. Sonny something who plays. Uh, oh my God, what's his name in the game? Can't think of it atreus yeah atreus uh he is a skater in a huge way he's in battle of the barracks
1: oh that's awesome he
0: moved on to round two like oh shit that's like it's crazy and he was in the movie eighth grade and stuff and like he skated in that and so like atreus from god of war is currently in round two of battle of the barracks just let that sit in for anybody who knows skateboarding battle of the barracks is uh is the biggest skate competition in the And I mean, game of skate in the world. So really neat there. Uh, Let's move into the other section. I'll take back over a couple stories here in our top three for the evening. Netflix is going to start incorporating gaming into their streaming services, not just TV and film anymore. You could stream games a la Stadia or xCloud. I wonder if this will be mandatory in your subscription. They're going to jack the price or if it'd be an optional thing. What do you think?
1: I mean, I would like to think it's optional. I don't think that you just have to lump everyone into the gaming. I'm sure there could just be older folks who have Netflix who don't game, just want to watch the shows, movies, or whatever. So I I hope that it is optional.
0: Can I play Devil's Advocate? Of course. There is no movies only or TV only. You have to get both.
1: I mean, but but that, but that that's it, it's a movie and TV service. I mean, now they're just jumping in. But now just... it's
0: going to be a gaming service.
1: Yeah, so now they're throwing on games. I feel like that should be an extra add-on package.
0: I agree. I don't want to split hairs here. I was just playing Devil's Advocate. Oh, course, but I could course. see a world where they're like, well, it's just a thing now and it's going to go to 17 bucks or 18 or whatever. I don't know what the pricing should is. I mean, is.
1: I could see Netflix now at this point every year, every other year just doing a raise just because we're cheap and we're going to pay for it.
0: Because uh, it's auto debited and no one cares. <laughs> like, yeah,
1: it's like all right, no, it's fifteen dollars. Okay, what's sixteen oh five? Okay, now seventeen oh two. Okay,
0: I've had Netflix since oh seven, I think, and I still to this day don't know what day it auto debits. I just <laughs> see it and I'm like, fuck, another f- whatever. Save you Netflix. <laughs> it's like I just, but I never remember the actual day that that bill is due. Um, is this something that, you know, cuz you'll be able to hook up a PS5 controller to it and you'll be able to play it that way, but you might be able to play like Game Pass games or like games that aren't on yeah, PlayStation. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: I, I could definitely see this being a lot of people, but for me right now, I I can't see me it adding any it like adding anything. It, like let's oh, you could play Nintendo games. Like I doubt it's going to yeah. do that. So no chance. it's it's zero. not gonna, Yeah, zero. so it's not going to do anything for me. Now,
0: nah, this is Xbox, PlayStation, PC, indies, like there is a zero yeah. shot Nintendo's gonna be like, you want to play Pokemon Sword and Shield? Go. Yeah, for but You want to play
1: Mario Kart? Here you go. It, Didn't even okay. do it
0: on their own service. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if if I could do that, okay, maybe you have. I'm I'm in conversation, but nah, no, thank you. Uh,
0: my biggest issue, and this is like a philosophy thing for me, um, and this is my personal feeling. I'm not going to change it. Is everybody's moving to the way of streaming, uh, but the internet service providers are saying, "Oh yeah, well, guess what? Now we're going to introduce data caps, and if you go over." 1,250 gigs of data a month, we're going to start charging you and throttling you. And it's like, okay, so now you're putting us in an an impossible position. You want us to stream games and you want the technology to move forward, but now you're capping our data and you're overcharging for like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So I am never going to be in the realm of streaming games because as a, just as of right now, if my ISP had data caps What it is in other which they do in certain states, they just don't yet in Philly, which they will in 2022. I hope that really changes. If as my internet right now usage with just YouTube and whatever, 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 I don't even game online and I overage, I would go over every month but two this year. So I do not need to add game streaming to that because I'm already fucked. So... (laughs) Uh, yeah, this is just bad. And plus, man, there are still millions and millions and millions of people that do not have an internet connection that can support this in this country. The middle of the country still runs really poorly in most cases for internet usage. And like, so I just worry about that. And if if I if there's going to be a gaming experience out there, I want it to be equal for everybody. That's what I love about console. It doesn't matter if you're in Oklahoma or Indiana or Idaho or Philly. You get the same experience on a PS5. It's just the only thing that's different is your television. So that's why I just I am not for this at all. You good on anything else before we move on? No, oh, all good. P, uh, well, definitely want to talk about this one. The company who owns PSA, which I think is Collector's Org or Collector something, has uh has purchased Wada games.
1: Yeah, so it was uh oh. Collector's Universe, uh, That's it, Collectors yeah, Universe. So, thing. You know, PSA, uh, purchased Wada. Wada games.
0: Well, well, the Collector's Universe also has the coin collecting thing too. It's PSA plus the coin. Oh,
1: dude, there's everything. They got, so Collector's they have, they Universe fun, so. is
0: the parent company yeah. who actually made the purchase of Wada, but PSA is their most known brand.
1: Yeah, so this this acquisition comes two weeks after the parent company of PSA, the industry leader in grading cards, autographs, they made a deal to bring golden auctions under its umbrella. And the terms were not disclosed. So now, um, Wada Games is based out of Denver. Their offices will now move to PSA's headquarters in California, but Wada will keep its own name and branding still. Um, and it, it couldn't come at a more perfect time when we just had a, a, um, a Super Mario or um, Super Mario Brothers game sold for one point five six million dollars. SM64. So I mean, it's it's like and th- this shock. I mean, th- this was all over IG. This people were like, again, I think people saw it eventually hitting this mark, but hitting it this fast. Um, you know, uh, Dennis Khan. he was he founded WADA in 2017. I guess he made his first public appearance, I guess, as a group as WADA in uh, um, C2E2 in 2018. That's when I actually I got a chance to meet him, talk with him. I went with uh, Buddy Dom Yaniv. That was like kind of like soon after my accident. And like that weekend, I was like deathly sick. And I, unfortunately, I couldn't make the after like the first day of that con. They all got to go to Dennis's house and they got to see his Nintendo collection. Like it would have been your wet dream because it's all <laughs> things Nintendo and everything, all original, everything when it first came out. So this is literally your dream. That's so awesome. just, just from talking to him and that's kind of what won me over to games. Obviously having Dom is, is, is his, his knowledge is impressive, but having Dennis kind of explain how he started, what brought his love to it and what he was kind of bring to a games and it, it just perfect timing that I know, obviously things like this, it takes a while in the works. But it just happens to be, you know, the week after this, the highest selling game of all time thus far. I'm sure eventually it'll it'll be beat eventually because from what I hear, I think there's a couple copies also high grade. But I mean it, it's good to see that, um, that, that that this sale happened because a lot of people say wada games have been graded, we're still waiting for that pop report. PSA, they always give out their pop reports. So now they're saying, okay, maybe this is a good sign. Eventually we'll get the pop reports. I, I think we will. Hopefully, they'll get to some more hiring because WADA is on a crazy backlog. I mean, I still have orders from 2020 that they have. Um, I, I, it's, it's just a hot thing right now. Everyone's sending so many games in at one time, and I'm just hoping I get these games back in 2021.
0: So, you actually think this is a good thing? A lot of people look at acquisitions as a bad thing. You're on the good side of this. I, mean, I, I think it's. I think
1: it's. It, it's good for the hobby. I just it shows that there's actually growth. Rather than just kind of being like the hot item for this year, and it kind of cools off, I but mean, the
0: growth is so rapid that it might be the hot thing. Like, I'm not saying it's going to die anytime soon. It's going to grow, but like,
1: oh, it's it's going to grow. It's just going to be the games that everyone's chasing. The older games, I don't think there's going to be enough supply to meet that demand, which is which is going to drive the price up. Like that 1.5 million, I it just I thought it was just a little bit fast. But I mean, again, when you have that kind of money, if you're rich, you know what is 1.5? I mean, to us, that's like an astronomical number. We would never pay that. But I'm I'm happy to have my little game collection, and you know, I'm I'm always happy to to watch the Heritage auctions, just to just to kind of see where they, the where they go. Just maybe if one of my games I have in there it kind of sneaks in, just to see what what I'm at, because you know, there's no pop report. People are always trying to keep an eye out, seeing what's for sale, what's out there, and you know, and just judging, it, you know. You know, day by day.
0: I have no dog in the fight, so I'm not going to sit here and say it was a good thing or a bad thing. You know, I'm not even really have a dog in the fight around general acquisitions and if they're a good or bad thing. Sometimes you could tell, like, the writings on the wall, like if Disney, you know, acquires this or this, that, and the other. ESPN has been pretty much dead since they got acquired by and, Disney. And, and
1: let's be real PSA has been around for years. PSA has a, it's just a bigger footprint. This is just a bigger way to expand Wadi games.
0: It's also I, a bigger way to expand PSA. Like now they can get their foot into gaming. It's nice to know that that water will keep its name and branding. It's a lot like the Bethesda acquisition where Bethesda still keeps, you know, its integrity and its name and stuff like that, but it's under the Microsoft umbrella. So like, I'm happy to see that, but man, at the same time. Yeah. And and uh, it was, and it was, and
1: it was a super Mario 64 that sold for 1.56 million. It was a nine, eight, eight plus plus seal. That's one, it's like one of the highest graded.
0: And so like, that's the thing, like you said, it was pretty fast and I agree. There wasn't. There wasn't no build up to this, and there wasn't like a. I mean, SM- well, you,
1: well, you got to think. You had what? The in, Zelda in, that went eight hundred in July last year. Super Mario Brothers sealed nine four sold for one hundred and fourteen thousand. This April, Super Mario Brothers sold for six hundred and sixty. Right, and now you're doubling that. <laughs> yeah, so like it's that. like you know, I'm just saying, like so in one year, it jumped from 114, 660,
0: 1.5 It's just. It's nice to know that I don't collect because i just wouldn't have i just wouldn't have it that that 650 i just dropped today on two gaming consoles would be nothing compared to getting even a graded comic a graded fucking no pokemon no you,
1: you you again you could it all depends what book you could definitely get a graded game or a graded comic for that price well
0: no me. shit but the games i want like do, i would want pokemon blue in the box i have no shot at that yeah, like, like
1: a, yeah unless you're dropping 3 to 6 grand you ain't getting a pokemon and that's game. not
0: for a 90 first, first, first for a steal yeah, yeah
1: I, I think a blue. I think it was an. I believe it was an 8.5. I think
0: it sold for forty five hundred. I think that's, that's right. Wild. That's just wild, man. You can't even break that and play it. It's just a shelf piece at that point, or it's a, a resale. Goal. You might be. It might be an investment for people. To do it, this I mean, it,
1: exactly. It's again, again, that's that's nostalgia for a lot of people. If I was to get one, it would be red, obviously. But again, I I'm, I don't want to spend. You know five grand on a pokemon right i mean there's a lot out there i can just i could just appreciate it from afar
0: my uh my instant thought to the 1, 1.56 of the sm64 was uh was money laundering i was like that's a money launderer but then i was like wait a minute there's like so much press on this that there's no way yeah
1: let's 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 yeah probably, some money
0: yeah i don't think that's the case but man that's just like that that's it, fuck it, you money right
1: yeah. there. oh the, it's definitely fuck you money but it just something the wildest sit back i i watched it live after it sold you know the auctioneers everyone kind of clapped for like a, a huge sale like that and, it, and a lot of us watched we were just dumbfounded just couldn't believe it went that high
0: let's get into our top three uh this is gonna be our t- <laughs> we're changing extreme directions here uh let's talk so about to a
1: serious topic to write the silly french yeah
0: yeah uh we're gonna talk about our top three favorite dipping sauces for french fries sam i'm gonna let you go first
1: my number three i went with the arby's sauce hmm. it's it, it's like the be- it's again i i'm gonna free plug go get arby's crinkle fries we all know they got really good curly fries but i'm telling you their new Crinkle fries are fire. Get the Arby sauce. It's like that garlic, that brown sugar, perfect barbecue. Oh, I think the best.
0: <laughs> We're not a cooking podcast, but we could be. I'm if anybody smart, out there is looking man. to sponsor. I'm so hungry right now. Bro, it's, um, the, that's real. I'm going to go have a sandwich at
1: 1030 at night.
0: I haven't eaten since lunch. I'm with you. I'm staring at a, b- a box of Cocoa Krispies with my <laughs> uh They ever go to uh, anybody out there who specifically lives on the East Coast or close to it? If you've ever gone to uh, the New Jersey Boardwalk, Wildwood, I think there's one in Ocean City, maybe Sea Isle, there's a specific fry joint called Curly's. They Contrary oh, yeah, probably yeah, they yeah. do not make curly fries. They are, they are very th- like – they're like steak fries but crinkle. They're the best yeah. kind of fry there is. Nathan's also makes very similar fries. So if you don't live around here, go to your f- local food store and pick up the Nathan's frozen fries. They're the closest thing I've ever had to it. But the thing that makes these fries so good, on top of being just melt-in-your-mouth delicious, is the topping. That's malt vinegar. Salt and malt vinegar on your French fries and they have to be thicker fries that kind of absorb that as opposed to the smaller shoestrings um, or just regular standard French fry. If you got yourself a steak fry or a thick fry, nothing is better on those than the salts and malts vinegars. You got to go with it, man. Just trust me on this.
1: When you don't care about your sodium levels, yeah.
0: Dude, malt vinegar is fucking (laughs) delicious. I won't eat on anything else, but French fries, malt vinegar, that's a good combination.
1: My, My number two, good old Polynesian sauce. Best sweet and sour sauce in the game. I, I literally ask for extra and just throw some in my fridge.
0: Well, that's I have three. Would, they sell it cool. in stores now. So I have three oh bottles. My I have three bottles of it. It's 2.99, bro. A giant. <laughs> you can't beat Dude, it. Oh, I thought I was bad like having packs in my fridge or buying bottles. I always get the extras and keep packs in my fridge until they Dude, start buying bottles. You're, you can go to Giant right now and get Chick Fil A sauce and Polynesian for three bucks a piece. Dude, I don't know you're why a, you're not a Giant right now.
1: Your deli used to have like one of the best honey mustards. Yes I used to love it. And like that probably could have been my number. I could have probably booted out Arby's <laughs> sauce for the honey <laughs> no, mustard. I literally just popped in my head like, damn, the honey mustard. That- I don't like I don't really know what it was, but it, it was, was Boar's
0: Head honey mustard and I don't like it, but you're right. Everyone else did. It was it a was ve- it's a very mustard. unique honey mustard. It is Phenomenal. not your typical like bright yellow honey. That's mustard. my number 3. Yeah, I think the best sweet and sour sauce in the game is Wendy's, and that's my number 2. It's Wendy's sweet and sour. I think Polynesian sauce, now that I have it bottled and I've tried it on other things besides checker uh, besides Chick-fil-A waffle fries, I actually think it's like McDonald's. It doesn't transfer well to other things. Um, It's basically like specifically for that restaurant's fries, whereas Wendy's Sweet and Sour, I could eat that shit on anything. It's like Frank's Red Hot. I put that shit on everything. Uh, But for French fries specifically, man, I I miss the old days where Wendy's had the round sauce cups. Now they got the stupid square ones and there's less sauce in there. I'm pissed about it. They they get all fucked up on the corners and then I get pissed. But uh, Wendy's Sweet and Sour specifically – and Wendy's fries are a great combination. But any fry really, you give me Wendy's Sweet and Sour – Give me, I don't know, 12 seconds. There won't be any left.
1: Yeah. I mean, a McDonald's sauce I can use anywhere. So you say like, it's like, oh, it can only be used at McDonald's or this at Burger King, this at Wendy's. Hot mustard. That yeah. is my favorite dipping sauce of all time. Is that I your number one? Is
0: it. the hot mustard. Oh, it's
1: my number one. Are you kidding me? Well, I remember when <laughs> McDonald's didn't sell hot mustard for like a year and a half. And I had like, I literally used all what I had in the fridge. I was freaking out thinking I'd never taste this taste. It's still not the original recipe they had. But it's close enough, and it's it's the best fry sauce. It's the best nug sauce. That's it.
0: Sam is the reason I like hot mustard, specifically from McDonald's. Like I'll take a Chinese takeout, but Dude, I, I really I, like. I that that. got Neoman hooked on hot mustard. Yeah, you got me into it. I won't say I'm hooked. It's still not my go-to. Sweet and sour is my go-to for for McDonald's. Not my number one, but just on an, on a side. I do like hot mustard because, especially on the nugs. You got me best. into it. You got me into it. It's still not my go-to, but I will. I will say you're onto something there. It's a good choice. Um, my number one is honey mustard, and my caveat is I don't from give the, a shit from the deli. <laughs> I don't give a shit from where. Just not Ken's and not my deli. Oh,
1: like, that's no, it. No now,
0: no, now remember, we don't. We no longer have that deli, unfortunately. But I was still. That's still wet. That's still a new, a new, uh, a new um, wound, a fresh wound. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, any honey mustard in the world, just not Ken's. I think Ken's is completely overrated, and also not my deli, so not Boar's Head. But you give me a fast food joint. you give me like Applebee's, Fridays, uh, the whatever that really thick shit that every pizza place seems to have, like the same kind. Uh, I'm down with that. Like I just had some of that today on French fries. So like I'm down. I love honey mustard. Um trying to think of my favorite honey mustard and it might be Wingstop.
1: It's up there. Oh, Wingstop has the best mango habanero. Oh. Um I so I
0: will I will agree. As a matter of fact, I've been in a mango habanero mood and so I ordered them about 2 weeks ago and I so got good. mango habanero from there cuz I was told it's a little fruitier but a lot hotter.
1: It's it's their second hottest sauce they have.
0: Yes, and I will say fresh out the box I did not care for it. But when it sat for a little bit and like the temperature of the chicken came down. I thought it was actually 10 times better. So mm. I'm with you. It was absolutely delicious. But mine's honey mustard. Just really, I don't care where. Just give me honey mustard. But I do want to read a couple of top threes that we got from our listeners, specifically these two gentlemen. The one, I just feel bad. We called him out for Breaking Bad. He, he hit me up. He's like, did you really have to do that? <laughs> so yeah, we, did. we had to. He's going to watch it now. By the way, because we ra- we ragged them too okay good. Uh, on this podcast so we'll give you some updates there but the corner view I do want to give him a shout out he said, uh, my top three if you care are chocolate frosty from Wendy's a lot of people like the chocolate frosty fry dip uh, chick-fil-a sauce number two, and number one barbecue sauce, but specifically applebee's uh. That's fine. You're allowed. okay. It.
1: Okay. A little Jack Daniels barbecue. Okay. No, no, no. That's, no, that's, that's
0: Fridays. That's, oh, that's Fridays. Fridays. And they got rid of Jack Daniels. Now it's just whiskey glazed because I oh, guess please. they lost their license. Yeah, I was going to say Jack they couldn't Daniels. pay the fees. It yeah. tastes slightly different. I needed to try it once. I haven't eaten Fridays in Uh-oh. forever, but yeah, f- uh, specifically Applebee's uh, barbecue sauce. He just went with barbecue, but then he told me later, uh, go to Applebee's and get there. So oh, I'm sure. assuming he means that, but if you're interested, we're talking about the corner view. His name is Tyler. He's a great guy. Uh, what I would like to recommend to you for him is the, at The Corner's Finest. He's a sports card collector who, just like comics, resells, trades, auctions, all this cool stuff. So you're into sports card collecting. Check out The Corner's Finest on IG, and you can follow him. He he fucking auctioned off or tried to auction off an Xbox Series S. Like he's just a good dude. So give him a follow. He deserves it. And the other one, our boy El Fuzzo um he sent us his top three
1: that's our hot sauce extraordinaire yeah
0: he sent us his top three and he's a he's a good dude he has a great podcast two guys one moop uh so check out your
1: go two funny guys
0: check out them they actually shouted us out for once we've talked about like collabing with them and stuff so hopefully we can do that sometime soon but two guys one moop m-o-o-p check them out they're actually on youtube as well so if you like the visual pods uh, that's where I would recommend checking them out. That's a lot of fun there. But he gave me his top three. His number three is garlic aioli. Any kind of aioli, I'm in. So I can't. That just really, got me hungry. I can't really blame you, dude. If you're, if it's an aioli, I'm koli. I don't know. Uh, number two is barbecue sauce. So he shares that, and then number one is honey mustard. So he shares that with okay. me. So. So outside the Aeolies, it's, it's a good list. It's a solid list. So El Fuzzo, two guys, one moop, and he's, he's got some view. class
1: added ali. We're all like, you know, Arby's barbecue. You know.
0: <laughs> I'll funny. tell you. I listen, I love these random top threes. it's um, different. It's different. Yeah. Almost as much as I love A Will Away, we, we interviewed Matt Carlson as we move into the quick, 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 quick mu- music section. Matthew Carlson, the lead singer, guitar player for A Will Away, one of our last interviews before the pandemic hit. Actually, our last interview before the pandemic hit, and then uh, we had a couple during, and then we've kind of slowed down on, on our own accord on that one, but a will away released their first new music in a couple I think 2019, maybe early 2020 when soup came out. But uh, this is a single called Reup, and it's awesome. It's one of my favorite songs of 2021, not just because they were on this pod. I love that band and that's why we got them on the pod. I love this band so much. So check it out. Will away re up. It's one of my favorite songs. If you like songs that take you back to like the like old school television days and like the doo-wop era and a lot of like ooh, ooh, oohs and oohs and ohs. Like you'll love this song. It's so catchy, so much fun, but has that Willoway crunch to it that I love so much. So check it out. Reup R-E-U-P by willaway. Sam, take us home with your primetime PSA spotlight.
1: Yeah, so this will be the last uh, PSA spotlight I have. I'm all out of cards. Uh, CGC still has yet to receive my orders from April, hopefully soon. Next week, I will have a weekly WADA. I know my I just got some orders shifting in from scanning to grading phase. Hopefully, they'll be able to ship an order soon. So, I hope i we'll have some more continuing for the next episodes. But today, we have a card that came out in 2013. This is another Yu-Gi-Oh! card from Legacy of Darkness. This is a first edition Reinforcements of the Army. This is a super rare. It's a magic card. Um, growing up, I usually either had a dragon deck or a warrior deck. And this was basically let you let you move one lower four or lower Warrior Monster from your deck to your hand. So this was an awesome card that I always had to use. I think now in the TCG, I think it's limited that you can only have one card in your deck at, at a time. This is graded at a Mint 9. And it's, again, Yu-Gi-Oh! Tough pulls. This is super rare. Out of a box of 24, I think you only got four super rares, two ultras, and maybe one secret. Yu-Gi-Oh! Very tough pull. Um, Looking at the pop report, it is extremely low. So far, it is the lowest pop report I've seen on cards. I know I'm still newer to card collecting. Obviously, my more focus is is comics. There's only 41 total graded first edition Legacy of Darkness cards. There's one in a six, three in a seven, seven in eights. There's 10 that are nines, which I have, and there's 20 that are graded 10 mints. So again, I, I think people will just mainly get the blue eyes or the main OG cards and they kind of forget about some other cards. At least for me, nostalgia. i I this is the deck I play, this is the card I always use to kick some ass. Blaine, I'm talking to you. Um I, I think eventually when CGC CGC does do the Yu-Gi-Oh grading, I'll probably will pop this and flame swordsman out and just get them cross-graded. I, I again I, I just really prefer CGC's cases. I feel like they 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 have a better aesthetic. They they feel more sturdy. This just feels kind of light and flimsy. I think I just they just look better in a CGC case, not against PSA. I just think they need a little bit of an upgrade on their cases. But that was your primetime PSA spotlight reinforcements of the army.
0: That was it for episode two forty-five. Hopefully next week I'm back in the studio piece of my house where I, I hope you are, good brother. Good audio quality and a dry floor. <laughs> I want to play PlayStation again. Uh, but everybody thank you so much for hanging out black widow loki switches series s's all that shit uh but now we're gonna go it's 10 30 almost at night i gotta edit this motherfucker and have it up by six in the morning so we love you all so much thanks for hanging out we'll see you next week for episode 246 fuck the tiger king